0: Yes, the ever expanding house. Yeah, adventure. so now we're under Steve we're under contract wife.
1: again, so we're going through it oh, again. Oh, so, okay. Um, like the studio system. They got me. Well, so <laughs> so yeah. Hopefully within we're hoping before Christmas we'll be in that house. Um,
0: oh, that's moving quite quickly. Well, I mean
1: we we already kind of like went through a lot of it already, um, and they still it, a lot of it transfers over so. Now we're just got to go through the inspections again with this new house, and get the appraisal done, and then, you know, there's a lot of things. You know, lawyers lawyers have to look at papers, and and uh, the what they call the underwriter has to, you know, get the deal all done. And it's probably going to be the second week in December, is what I'm hoping. Um, so.
0: Justin, Justin. Yeah, for you know,
1: and we can, you know, once we know we know things are going well, we can start boxing up shit. So. Um. Yeah, yeah we'll right. be
0: uh, once you get closer to. Yeah. Closing. So we'll
1: we'll try to be as prepared to leave as possible because <clears throat> technically my move out date is on Christmas Day. Like that's our that's the day we're supposed to give up the keys. So. Um, wow. wow. Yeah. No, right? So it just <laughs> ended up being that way. I might try to get them to let us go to the end of the month just to have a few extra days. Give you a little more yeah. leeway. But yeah. um, we'll see. Um.
0: Yes. Yeah. I tell you, it's it's the most. Interesting time of the year because it is like that—that that window of at the end of every year where like, like it just I feels like a mad race to the end. Yeah, like I'm just a mad race to the end of the year where people are trying to fit in all kinds of stuff at the end of the year because it is—it is near mid-November already. It is November fourteenth as of this recording, and then the, you know this will be up in a few more days, uh, but. Yeah, it just feels like that mad rush. Like Halloween was already over. Like just the other day, but it it was really over. You know what I mean? Just the fall is moving into winter, and you know, twenty twenty is almost over, and twenty twenty has been been a hell of a year. I can't remember a year quite like this (laughs) ever. And and there's also more emphasis
1: on all the bad stuff. You know, like you know, but it's uh, you know, we try to continue to do the things that make us happy, like this podcast.
0: Right, and we're talking about one of our uh, favorite things, one of our happiest things, and that is, of course, um, Film Noir, because it is November, like I said, and it is Noirvember, hashtag Noirvember. Yes. Uh I've been using the hashtag for the last like, two weeks or so. I can't believe it's already two weeks, but this is a hashtag that was created about 10 years ago by uh, someone I know, just from being around the movie internet space, uh, Miss Mariah Gates, who um, is really well-versed in everything film. She worked for uh, like Rotten Tomatoes at one point. She worked for TCM. She works for Netflix now. Really an overall wizard when it comes to just movies in general specifically classic movies and when it comes to any questions I have about film noir I just check with her uh you know what is considered a film noir and what's not because you see some lists out there that would be like you know best film noirs and some of them on there are not film noirs yeah they, <laughs> you know they're I mean? they're very and,
1: yeah borderline at least
0: but <laughs> some are like not even close it's like no that's not that's not a film noir but you know last year I believe we talked about The classic era of film noir, that 1940 to 1958 era. We did a whole, um, I think, general overview of that, and we talk. I think we looked at um, Out of the Past. Did we do Uh, Out of the Past or In a Lonely Place or even Gilda? We did. I think we we did Gilda. I know we did Gilda,
1: but I don't know if it was.
0: Yeah, all those three movies we've talked about, I think, before, and they're all film noirs. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is the last
1: I think. I don't think we went to the straight look talking to talking about one movie an episode format until right a little past little Recent, past that but uh you know now we can now we do that and we at least get a couple this month of film noir so um you know as and I
0: yeah that just and I've been trying to like watch film noir all yeah. month long. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, you know, I ha- I don't have as much time. I don't, I'm busy. busy right now, yeah. so unfortunately, I can't be as uh, enthralled in it as I'd like. But um, you know, as, if you didn't listen to last episode, uh, which you should have, I don't know what the hell you were doing. Um, you've you you heard Andrew picked my usually what I say is my favorite movie. He gifted me uh, the L.A. Confidential, uh, which which I just love and and uh it is a film noir you could say maybe a neo noir maybe
0: yeah it's but, a neo noir anything I've, i i kind of call anything past 1958 a neo noir just just as an overall Yeah, i mean term. I, th- I think it's per- there's all there's all, there's kind, all of kind of noirs. You know, the thing is is
1: the subject matter itself is very you know original film noir esque but it's it it is in color so it it, it you know
0: yeah, and yeah, it came out. In it came out in 1997.
1: So. But is the is the genre of film noir only? Uh, is its limitations only given to time movies that came out of that era, or can something still be?
0: No, that's that's why you label it something different. Um, it that that's kind of the way I've always yeah. looked at it, the way I've always read it. Um, yeah, it's a neo noir crime film. A lot of crime films tend to be noirs they seem to go hand in hand but it it's not always um exclusive um yeah so you know i mean there's all kind of yeah there's all kind of different genres and subgenres there's british noir international noir american color noir um, i mean a lot lot of a lot of, yeah, there's all a lot of stuff.
1: where noir came from is actually from the horror genre too i mean you know nosferatu right. the german expressionism you know
0: yeah, a lot of this, a lot of the stuff from the twenties and thirties influenced uh, film noir. Um, yeah, the a deep, lot. Of, yeah, like you said, yeah, German the, expressionism, the deep shadow. and even the gangster gangster movies. From yeah, the the, 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 30s. the crime
1: movies. You know, you get all the the deep con the deep contrast, the black and and white and the black and, 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 and white. That's that's usually the classic, um, you know, style of film noir. Which we, if you go back to earlier episodes, we talk about how the defining of film noir is more of a um, a style than it is necessarily a a genre.
0: Yeah, it's not quite a yeah. genre, but we call it yeah. a genre. I don't know. It's 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 the semantics of it. People will yeah. argue or debate, if you will, all kind of the semantics of it. And I think that's why it's just safer to have more umbrella terms yeah. than 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 you know you know specific terms yeah. for things, because you know some people say that you know the classic film noir. Uh, Era, you know, started in the mid to late thirties versus nineteen forty, yeah. or, or 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 perhaps it, it didn't end quite in nineteen fifty eight. It ended, you know, you know, sometime after that. You know, it just all really depends on your perspective and how you want to, you know.
1: Yeah, some people, it, some people will purely look at it through its style. Um, but I think, I think honestly, more importantly, the thematic stuff is more uh, what I think uh, categorizes film noir, you know, movies about, um, corrupt, corruption and, and, um, you know, femme fatales and are, are very important Mm. to the film noir genre, uh, females that are, uh, twisting the, the minds of men, you know, you know, um, and that's not always the case, of course, but, uh. No, I've seen, I mean, we talked about
0: Gilda and I would say Gilda almost has a, a male yeah, fatale. Yeah. I don't know if there's a term for that, but it felt like, you know, Glenn Ford and I forgot the other man's name. They're almost, you know, f- uh, male versions of yeah. the femme fatale. And the victim of the fatal is is the yeah. Gilda character in Rita Hayworth. But we've, we went into yeah, all that. Yeah, you go and we back and over listen over to the them movie.
1: episodes and you'll get a lot of our thoughts there. But so... Yeah,
0: but, but, yeah. Yeah, but back to L.A. LA, LA Confidential. L.A.
1: 1997.
0: That came out in 1997. It is based off of a 1990 novel by uh, James L. Roy, I believe. And it's it's directed by Curtis Hanson, who recently passed away, I want to say 2015? Yeah, it's not too long I believe ago. he passed yeah. away? Not too long ago. Um, He, of course, is a director of uh, not only this film, but he, this is probably his most, I would say, acclaimed yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, his, his best film, I would perhaps, say his best one, film. I would say it's say. probably his best
1: movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, before that, he had done... I mean, he had done films like um, Bad Influence, um, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Uh, he did Wonder Boys. He did Eight Mile. You know, the Eminem quasi biopic. Um, uh, in Her Shoes, Lucky You, the TV movie Too Big to Fail, based off the yeah. I think it was based off a book. And then his last film was Chasing Mavericks in two two thousand and twelve. And surfing movie. <laughs> and is yeah, it it's the one movie? with.
1: Is that the one with yes, Gerard Butler?
0: Yes. No. Oh sweet.
1: this is the way and and, and this some people look at this as a derogatory thing. I don't think it is, but he, he he's what you can I would say we would call a journeyman director. Um, somebody that kind of uh, w- you couldn't really put in a box. you know, he kind of does right. uh, whatever moves him, you know, and he doesn't have necessarily a uh, uh, very you know distinct uh, style. Um, you know, he can kind of, he just can't be fit into any box. So that, that to me, to to, to me, that's a a compliment. Um, I mean, it's nice to have, we, we all, uh, you know, praise the, the auteurs that have their visions that we all can, can notice like our Quentin Tarantino's or, or, uh, you know, Alfred Hitchcock's or, you know, we know their stuff. Yeah. We know their style. We know what to look for when we see it. We're like, Oh, that's his movie. But there's also something to say about a director um, that can f- do many different genres, and he still makes solid films. Somebody like uh, Sidney Lumet comes to mind. Um, oh, I was
0: just thinking about you him know, last night. Crazy that you say that because I was thinking about his last movie, which is definitely a new yeah. noir. Um, uh, Before the Devil Knows yeah. You're Dead, bleak movie. Just but he's just a, a bleak, he's bleak a he's a director
1: film. that has done almost everything you can think of. Uh, maybe not something like more fantastical. He's mostly doing you know dramas or, but he's done dramas, comedies, you know, different scenarios, and is a very you know he's done character movies, he's done plot-driven movies. I mean, he's he's somebody that's yeah a, very broad.
0: I I think he's yeah I think he's one of the I would say he's, he's an all all-time time director great for yeah, me definitely. personally. Uh, top ten from top ten favorite uh, you know director or filmmaker yeah. for me, um, just because his his like you said his you know, catalog is so broad yeah. and they're, and they're all good. Yeah. There's too. a lot,
1: there's, you know what I mean? there are yeah. definitely misses, but there's a lot of good stuff. And, and for so long, like it's like he never lost, uh, his touch, like in the sense of like what people would want to see. Like he, he was making movies from what, 1950 to
0: 1959. Like, Cause, 50, yeah, cause but,
1: the, you know, 12 angry men the, was his first it's, movie. It's like 1959. And then all the way up yeah, until the mid two thousands. I mean, that's,
0: but even before that, I think I think he was directing television. Yeah. So he had a hell of a career. Yeah, it went all the way from my goodness, um, from television. Nineteen fifty-two is his first a credit on IMDb, all the way up until I believe before the devil knows you're dead, which is two thousand and seven, yeah. and then, and then you know he passed away two thousand and eleven at the age of eighty-six, I believe. Because I was looking looking that up last night, and yeah. Great filmmaker, but um, back to LA Confidential. Yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, we, yeah. Curtis Hansen, uh, though, though Curtis not Hansen. as,
1: I, I would say, not like an overall like impressive filmography, I, I think he did a few really good ones in there. And, and to me, LA Confidential is like a, it's one of them things that's like, you get a pass with me. You get a pass oh, with yeah. me because this is one of the best movies I think has been made in the last 20, uh, 50 years, like, no, t- personally.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, um, it came out like we said uh, it's also like i said critically came, but was nominated for 9 academy awards you know best picture uh, best supporting actress best adapted screenplay um and it's it um let's see what else was nominated for best cinematography best art direction best original score best film editing best sound best director I mean, yeah, it was. It only won two Oscars. It won for Best Supporting Act, Actress with Kim Basinger, and one Best Adapted Screenplay for Curtis Hanson and Brian Helgeland, um, who co they co-wrote the screenplay together. Um, but also, you look at the film now, and you you would be like, yeah, it's do you know wonder why this movie's so loved. You know, it's got all these stars in it. The thing yeah. is, at the time this movie was made, none of these people were really stars. Maybe other than Kim, uh, D- Danny <laughs> DeVito.
1: Um,
0: Danny DeVito, I yeah, I yeah. You I mean, say uh, Danny DeVito, but even then, I would always say Danny DeVito was always just a, a character actor. Yeah, in the but
1: he was he was but, he was known. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but um, yeah. and like James Cromwell, you know, is not like super known. But like I think he just no. done the movie Babe right before this, yeah. so he was like yeah. more in the public eye because that got nominated for Best Picture. Um, yes, so.
0: Um, and you know we do have to mention that Kevin Spacey was in this movie. And, you know, yeah. Is, let, let's get this know, out of the way. His career's dead he, now. He's he's He's, you know, he's, 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 he he's not
1: a good person. Um, but but person. He's, I'm he's looking shit. at this movie for but, what the art, and it's not. Yeah,
0: we'll look at we'll look at it based on his performance. Yeah, he, he's very good in this context movie. Context of the time. Very good in this movie. Yeah, and he had just coming off being nominated. Um, let me see. Yeah, I want I want to check. Yeah, he got nominated for seven. Yeah but I couldn't remember if he had won or not I don't not. think no because no, he, I know I know he won for your favor, for your second favorite movie <laughs> no, of all time being American no, Beauty no. Um, it's not it's Steven's not second it's favorite not, movie of all time he just doesn't no. like it Um, yeah he has won two Oscars yeah he won no he won for the usual suspects yeah. that's what he was coming yeah. off of he didn't get nominated for seven for some reason I thought he did I, don't I mean it was good I was but I mean now um, I was, <laughs> yeah I just I think, think seven actually came out
1: did the seven happen like right before this movie like it was like a year before let
0: me look yeah because seven i think seven of the usual suspects may have came out the same year i think that's why yeah okay let's see yeah seven yeah um yeah seven was 95 usual suspects was 95 la confidential was was 97 so yeah he was coming off of an oscar win and what is interesting is just watching the making of behind the scenes is like I think certain producers or the studio heads or whomever didn't want Kevin Spacey.
1: Well, they, the they I role. mean, the, they didn't, went, they wanted, of course, a name. Now, initially, initially right. he, you know, Curtis Hanson went to to Warner Brothers to, to do the financing, um, and then they, they didn't want to do it because at the time, a right. movie like this was not going to make money. Like, you know, film noir is not no. a, was not something that people were, were well, pushing.
0: Well, none of that period pieces in general are expensive And they're expensive, yeah, so especially we're talking mid-90s, we're not talking like, like they have the the CGI capability now to kind of yeah. like, you know, assist with the with the aging and assist with the timing yeah. and stuff like that. You know, you look at something like, you know, David Fincher's Zodiac, which took place, you know, I want to say the 60s, I can't remember, but like a lot of that was all done with blue screen to make San Francisco look yeah. like it was back then. And they just, did, I don't think they had, I don't know if they had that tech oh, in the no, 90s but it was yeah it was an expensive movie and they ended up doing it through I th- through I think new yes. regency yes. which is like a subsidiary of Warner Bros. I time. think they still only, they only they did it for $15 million.
1: Dollars. Yeah this is it I cheap mean for movie. for
0: and the movie ended up making like hundred. Well uh, but million. that was
1: part of the reason they had to get unknowns. You know I mean they they also wanted the movie to feel uh more fresh having unknowns um because they they right. knew if they casted a star that it might not, at the time, might not feel right. Now you look like you said, looking at the movie now, you're like, man, this, this star studded cast, Ooh, it's stacked. a stacked cast. What the yeah, hell? It's you know, but you know,
0: <laughs> and um, but but lo and behold, after Kevin Spacey had won the Oscar, they were like, okay, yeah, we'll take him. But we also have Russell Crowe, and this is
1: this, this is, is pre gl- this is pre Gladiator, pre everything. Yeah, it's pre Gladiator, <laughs> he, he, pre he um, I, I, pre beautiful mind. Well, he did not he I do? Mean, he I, had done Insider though didn't he or no I think it was right after it was right after actually
0: yeah yeah it came out the same year as that and he and I just in the behind the scenes they mentioned a movie called romper stomper which I've seen romper stomper um it's an Australian movie young Russell Crowe was in it playing like a like a neo-nazi he's part of a neo-nazi group like um yeah it's it's very interesting but this is like he's coming out of nowhere to be cast in this movie um, and he had been in other movies at the time like oh man none of these movies I don't think anyone's really I've seen
1: uh, he did a movie where he actually he played a gay man um, it's like
0: oh he was not the quick he was not Sam Raimi's Quick, quick and the Dead um, the yeah. movie
1: I'm thinking of is like Some of Something
0: yeah there's the Some, Some of Us yeah he plays yeah, yeah there's there's a Some of Us Love and Limbo Virtuosity Rough Magic yeah. Um, that kind of virtuosity. Like, that's that too. sci-fi
1: movie where he plays like a robot, isn't it? <laughs> yes.
0: His name is Sid Six Point Seven. I assume that he was a robot. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, sounds yeah. like a robot name to me. <laughs> but yeah, he was relatively unknown. Guy Pierce. Uh, Guy Pierce. He was. I mean, some people don't even know who Guy Pierce is. Well, no. yeah. I mean, but, he's he's kind of I mean, like
1: an indie actor. I love Guy yeah, he's kind of stayed for the most part. He's in still the, an indie actor, in my opinion. He's yeah. He's yeah. good. I mean, like right after this, of course, he would do Memento. Um. Yes,
0: probably, which is an indie movie, you know, Uh, but he was, yeah, he's, I mean, his, his filmography goes, goes on and on. But at the time, in the context of the time, there's nothing here that really sticks out Yeah, they
1: were all basically unknown, so.
0: They were all basically unknowns. And like I said, Kim Basinger uh, was, I would say, was, was, was well known. She had been in. yeah, of course, she had been in Batman, but she was also in... Wayne's um, World 2. Um, Wayne's <laughs> World 2. She was in Nine and a Half Weeks, The Natural, um, The Man Who Loved Women. She was in um, The Getaway. Yeah, she's been... She was in Cool World. Yeah, it, she was in yeah, Cool she, World. She was known. She was uh, definitely known. She was known, but like I said, mostly unknown. And the movie, for some reason, on Wikipedia has a... A Budget of 35 million, which I thought I mean, I maybe to, that went up. They said 15 million, and they in the, did, in the, yeah. In the thing, maybe that's it, maybe that a, didn't include exactly. the, the
1: marketing, yeah.
0: Could yeah. be let me, um, but yeah. So, like I said, also David, Danny DeVito, uh, David Straitharan, uh, who I think is a oh, he's a great actor, character actor, man. Whose name I can never quite quite pronounce Strayham, correctly. Yeah, Straitharan, Straitharan. <laughs> Um, but he's an amazing actor who just pops up in yeah. everything. Like he just, and they always use him in trailers. Yeah. Like every time he's in a movie, they just they use him in trailers because his voice is. So I liked distinct.
1: him in. A, I liked and him, him in The League actor. of Their Own as the, as the you know, the guy looking. You know, he was the one that was helping him look for the ball players. He was the one that was that yes. was helping keep the league together after the guy wanted to back out. Like he's he's just a strong yes. actor. He's really good in everything he's in.
0: Yeah, he was also. I mean, I mean, his most. I don't know most well-known role, but he was in Good Night and yeah. Good Luck, the movie directed by George Clooney, where he played, I believe, um, yeah, he played Ed- Edward R. Murrow. Um That's a great movie that not, not a lot of people talk about. Uh, Good Night and Good Luck, smaller movie, but um, yeah, he, he's he has a small part in this movie, but a, a vital part in this movie. There's a lot of actors in it, and there's a lot of characters in. It, so anyway. so so you have and to I think that's why you have to be patient over.
1: with us if we. Like stumble somewhere. Yeah, we got to get into yeah. this,
0: yeah, because this is gonna be uh not a chore, sure, but it's you know it's film noir. There's there's twists and turns, insides and outs. There's red herrings. There's, yeah, so we're gonna know, do we're gonna, gonna stuff, do our. But in the end, it all. Yeah, we're gonna goes. do
1: our best to try to give you as much as we can going through the the plot. But it is dense, so if we miss something yeah. or it, we we stumble a little bit, we apologize. That's just because it, we're trying to give you as much as we can but it's it's hard to remember every facet that's important um,
0: right and also yeah we'll we're also going to be obviously spoiling yeah. everything uh, definitely of, of all the movies we talked and I actually I recommend watching all of the yeah movies we'll, we'll always watch about, it before but, you listen to us but
1: <laughs> even this
0: one especially great screenplay yeah. though so let's let's go through it so um, we get an opening kind of um, narration from The Danny DeVito character, Yes, right? it starts
1: off and we get and like these like postcard, postcard. postcards of yeah. like California and, and sh- yeah, Hollywood. Hollywood showing the the beautiful California life and Danny DeVito's character of um, Sid, what's his name? Uh, I think it's Sid, Sid Hutchins. Hutchins. that's it. Sid Hutchins is is talking about the lovely California and how everybody's coming here to live the good life and but then he gets to a point where he starts talking about how you know, but there's this underbelly. Maybe it's there's not a so seedy good. underbelly yeah. that's there, um, of corruption. And that's what his paper is, is about talking about the corruption. Now his his uh his paper is uh called the uh hush hush magazine.
0: Um
1: Yes. And, QT uh uh yeah. quiet uh, on the QT and very hush hush. Uh
0: yeah, I know. And it, it's it's kinda of, it's 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 to symbolize a lot of the uh like tabloid yeah. magazines. The stuff the we would make fun of like... now,
1: you know, like the, the
0: just like it's kind of like, you know, I don't want to say this now, but like you know, like you see like um um like Access Hollywood yeah. or like entertainment uh yeah. Well I forgot what the other one is. It's not entertainment. Is not entertainment mm, tonight? Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, just like stuff like that, like you know, rumors and gossipy gossip stuff, and, yeah, yeah, and all kind of like you know stuff because like back in the day, that was like a part of a lot of Hollywood was digging up all this dirt on these stars yeah. and and stuff and and you know what's going on and you know who's who's huh, who's in a relationship with yeah. who, oh, which and is still which is still divorced, a thing. What's going? Who's doing the drugs? <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, tabloid stuff, which still happens yeah, yeah. today.
1: I mean. He's like he's like the smaller version TMZ. TMZ. He's a smaller version of TMZ. Um, But uh, so he's he's explaining all that, and we kind of get an intro that sets up the scenario for the whole movie, where he talks about Mickey Cohen, who's like the 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 drug lord of that area, and uh, basically they kind of give they compare him to Jimmy Hoffa in the sense that he gets uh, taken down by tax evasion, Um, or not um, Hoffa,
0: more like Al Capone.
1: Al Capone that's no, I'm sorry yeah. Al Capone yeah. and um
0: cuz they were both part of the same era yeah. we're talking about the same era of gangsters like post prohibition yeah. um you know you know you know you know pre world war II, post world war 2 that you know the 30s 40s 50s that era of gangsters where they ran all the rackets yeah. you know the sports betting and the drugs and the booze and the casinos the you know the lack of a better term, whorehouses. Yeah. I mean, um, all those types of, all those types of things. And Mickey Cohen was, I think his nickname was like the King of Los Angeles at, at one point. Cause he ran that yeah. town and he, he went for prison for tax evasion in 1951, I believe, because this movie takes place in 1953. Yeah. For those of you who want to like put a, a timestamp on all of this, um, and yeah, so Mickey Cohen gets taken down, and of course that leaves a power vacuum yeah.
1: in L.A. And so really, we get that—that's the kind of the setup in that there's somebody that's trying to take his place. Um, we just don't know who it is yet. Um, so, but where we get kind of started is we get introduced to Bud White, played by Russell Crowe. and he's he's hanging out with uh, Richard Stenslin, Dick Stenslin. Uh, and they are supposed to be on their way to a Christmas party. It's it's Christmas Eve, um, and yes. uh, so he's outside and he's watching uh, uh, a woman beater, uh, you know, beating his wife inside that. He's and that's kind of one of the main things about Bud White's character that we learn is that he's got an affinity for helping women in need. Um,
0: yeah, he doesn't like women getting you know de- physically abused by men and he's just sitting outside of this guy who I think recently got pulled. Yeah. Like, he was in prison, and then he got out, and of course, like, basically he's day or whatever, yeah. he's beating his wife. Yeah, he, so he's basically <laughs> like, checking up that, on this guy, happened. you know. What's yeah. insane to me, like, this is 1953, and this still happens oh, today. yeah, yeah. Like, this happens all of the time. Domestic violence is still a huge, huge problem. Um, and he... So what happens is, like, his, first of all, his his partner's in the back seat, getting just plaster yeah. drunk. <laughs> plaster drunk. And he's like, so, but he goes in there, he like, he rips down the Santa Claus and the sled. Off like, the roof, uh, decorations." Yeah. <laughs> they, and the guy comes out and the guy's like, what are you doing? And then, basically he ends up beating the shit out of the guy. And, yeah, and he's like, uh, he, so why you know. He calls the police basically, to come Basically, basically
1: coming uh, pick on somebody your own size and then he, he beats the shit out of him and cuffs him to the, to the railing on the front porch and, um, then, then tells him. Then goes to tell him that uh, you know um, he'll get out in a little bit, and then if he does this again, he'll frame him for being a, a child molester. <laughs> yes. So that tells you a little bit about his um, what he's willing. Oh, yeah, he gives yeah. you a setup of what he's willing to do for quote unquote justice. Um, he's willing to do yeah, it. He's a vigilante. He's a vigilante. Basically, he, you could say he's almost Batman in a way. Batman. Uh, you he's know. Batman. Um,
0: Russell Crowe is Batman. You know, Batman, when I was watching got.
1: this movie, it made me think of South Park, the episode where it's like, Russell Crowe beating up everybody. He's like, just going around punching people. Um,
0: well, yeah, because that was a thing where Russell Crowe would, would do well, he that. Was, specifically <laughs> I the think media. Was something he where Russell hated Crow, the media. So he would... Yeah, he beat up... Like, I don't know if he was beating up paparazzi or something. Something happened. Um, and it ended up costing him... I think... I, this is all rumored. I can't even look this up. I'm just making shit up, probably. I think it ended up costing him... The like the Oscar win for, uh, Gladiator, and instead Denzel got it for Training Day or something like that. Hmm, I, don't I don't know. But either way, I think I I believe Russell Crowe got it the next year for a beautiful yeah mind he did. anyway. Yeah. So who the yeah. hell knows? Um, but either way, yeah, there was a whole thing where yeah Russell Crowe just going a bunch of people. But, but uh, <laughs> so so yeah,
1: he 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 does that, and get like I said, gives you an idea of what he's what kind of person he is. He is somebody that does care. But he's also somebody that will, will maybe has a moral, uh, his moral compass is a little bit skewed to where he's willing to be physical and do things outside the law to make things work, um, and and honestly, you know, just to, to put it out there, this movie, honestly, watching it again with the climate we're in now, with with uh, police in our country. Um, it is it, very, it's very interesting. interesting to think about this movie now and about all the different characters, specifically our three main characters, and the complexities of of their – how they look at their job and what they do to, to get their job done. Um, and so now we go to uh, Jack Vincennes, played by mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey, who yes. uh, is at like a, a Hollywood party basically. He's on the set of the show that he does supervising for, which is uh, Badge of Honor. Um, yes, I almost forgot the that. Yeah. Thank yeah. You for remembering. <laughs> and so he's on the set and they're having like an after party or something. And he's with this girl and he's like, you know, he's having a good time. And, um, he's t- one thing that was interesting. I didn't really think I'd never really noticed it before, but it sounds like he's talking about like the girl he's talking to is talking about how he arrested, uh, Robert Mitchum. I think he's, he says Mitchum. Yes. They just need. They just need. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I'm like, he's right. like, I got to tell you more about that. But before he can, um, uh, Sid Hutchins shows up. One, you know.
0: Yeah, he's da- he's dancing with. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, Sid Hutchins shows up, and, and and apparently, she she knows him because he's written a bad article about her, and so she's mad and she walks away. Now this is the this is a relationship that gets set up where, you know, Jack and him work together. You know, they it's an inner, an info. Exchange. Um, Jack will get yes. good info about potential people to bust and Sid gets to take photographs and be the first exclusive person to use, to use this stuff. Um, and, and, you know, he gives, you know, Jack some money and it's, so it's, it's, it's kind of a under the table thing he's doing. That's not really moral. Um,
0: yeah. And what, his, what I think his character functions at is our connection from the police to yeah. Hollywood. Because it also shows like the corrupted side in Hollywood as well. Because you get the Sid Hudgens character, like I said, who's you know just digging up dirt on people for his magazine, and it's it's really interesting. Like you say, he just named right. Well, the fact that he's taking right.
1: money to do to do these busts. Yeah, he's you taking know.
0: money. Yeah, but yeah, and then so they're gonna set up a bust uh, from like the like these uh, these two people who are. Um, who are they're doing like they're doing about, something
1: very innocent in a sense like they're yeah
0: it just like what's interesting is like i mean from a modern perspective you know marijuana isn't the the dangerous drug that it once used to used to be but back then you know people would be they, busted for marijuana well the thing is it's still a problem and it was a big it's still deal a
1: problem though it's still obvious it's, it's yeah
0: it's still illegal in a lot of states but i mean like like in 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 many states it's legal now, and people use it for medicinal purposes. You know, this, all this kind of stuff. But like back in the fifties, you know, it's it's, definitely. You know, yeah. I'm still thinking that re, that Reefer Madness yeah. era where like it's going to lead to terrible things. You're going yeah, to go yeah. to hell so the, for doing marijuana but, and all but this but kind the, of But nonsense. the one thing we
1: kind of realize as the story goes on also is that there is a potential that a lot of these scenarios that Sid is getting for for Jack are set up by Sid himself. Um like he's actually setting up people to then get. Oh yeah. To yeah. Which I don't want to give away things. Just for his magazine. yeah. I don't want to give away yeah. things too early, but there's definitely uh, a suspicion that Sid actually is more involved in the in the rat and in, in these things than it first seems. Um, but so he tells him, you know, there's this couple, um, young couple. One of them's uh, an up and coming actor that is, you know getting together, and they're going to smoke reefer, and he tells them where it's going to happen, and basically they set up this whole thing to do this later in the night. Um, and then after that, we cut to Ed Exley, who is our... Th- yes, Guy appears. And he's the watch commander for the night at the police uh, department. And...
0: Uh, yeah, he's a he's He's the
1: straight-laced, he's got glasses, which they make a couple jokes about how nobody else wears glasses in the department, you should get rid of them. Um, <laughs> and um, so he's, he's the watch commander that night, and the police department's having a party, too, uh, a Christmas, Christmas party. party yeah. um, and this is where we also get introduced to um, Dudley, uh, the uh, Dudley, Dudley Smith, Smith. Portrayed
0: by uh, James Cromwell. Yeah, Bromber.
1: and he... Uh, He's the, the, the captain. The captain, yeah, Captain Dudley Smith. And um, there, there's news reporters there who are interviewing them and talking to Ed because Ed's father was also uh, a very kind of somewhat legend prominent. yeah prominent yeah. legendary detective that who died in the line of duty and now he's kind of the up and coming he just got done uh, doing his uh, exams and apparently he's up for a new uh, a new a promotion um, and Dudley kind of looks at Ed as being a political guy. Um, who needs to do something more on that end like internal affairs or do something where he can use his mind more than go out in the field and use his body because Dudley looks at doing police work out in the field as something where you have to be morally flexible. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't look as yeah. at Ed as being morally flexible. Um, and He, he basically
0: yeah. wants Ed to have a desk job. Yeah, to keep
1: him out of the field and keep him out of the dirty stuff where – you know. Because
0: he asks he asks him a series of questions like are you gonna plant drugs on somebody who you know is 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 a drug dealer yeah. are you going to are you gonna you know beat up somebody who you know is guilty to enact justice because you know they're gonna get off you know are you gonna shoot somebody in the back because you know their lawyer is gonna get them out of out of prison tomorrow and they're gonna go back and do the same yeah. crime and of course he says no to every question he asks him because he is you know like I said straight laced more you know you know positively moral, yeah. you know, a white knight if you if you uh Yeah, yeah. if you will. And but he but the promotion he wants is to be a detective.
1: Yeah, yeah he he wants to
0: be a lieutenant yeah, detective. Yeah, so he
1: you know, he he kind of, you know, tells them that you know, okay, but you know, I would maybe think about that more cuz you can't answer yes to them questions. So but uh now we cut But mean
0: yeah but now we cut to the yes, liquor store yes we right? cut to the
1: liquor store yes. um this is where we get introduced to lynn bracken who is played by kim Basinger. singer um kim and Basinger. so uh bud goes in to, to get liquor for the party and she's there and you get this great kind of uh you know you know pan around shot to her and you can't really see her face yet and then bud says you know he, he can tell that she's in it he's he's curious he's like he gets this idea that she's very attractive, and he says "Merry Christmas" to her, and she turns to the camera, and you get stunning Kim Basinger, um, and uh, she says "Merry Christmas, Officer." So she automatically un- like looks at him and says, "Oh, he's a cop," and he's like, he like "Yeah,"
0: and he's like, is, is "It's it obvious, obvious? That, that, yeah. that
1: obvious? <laughs> it's like, "Yeah, it must be." It's basically stamped Damn. on your forehead, and you know. So he gets yeah. turned kind of turned off by that. He feels like that she's not going to like him, so he just gets his liquor and leaves, and and so when he. Yeah, she orders. She orders a big
0: order of uh, of alcohol, and yeah, he go. He, he he has this box of alcohol, and he's going back to the car, and then he sees, um, he sees that he sees like a fancy car parked. Like it's a, not a, really a limo. it's no, a fancy it's, car parked, and there's this woman in
1: there who has her nose bandaged. Which you know, is, so automatically. <laughs> hey, look! He's it's triggered. a calling card to Chinatown. You know, <laughs> you know it kind of gives you yeah, the yeah, Chinatown yeah, reference. I guess it is. But um.
0: Yeah, but it's a calling, but it, is, but it triggers yeah. him like, hey, this woman perhaps got beat you know, up, punched yeah. in the face. You know, perhaps she got, you know, whatever, she got attacked. So he's going to go over and and, and investigate, yeah. if you will. But his version of investigation is more like a shakedown, um, you know, yeah, 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 a real <laughs> shake <laughs> so, so he up. goes
1: over and he, he, you know, goes to talk to him. <laughs> and then the driver, uh, who is uh, 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 an ex-cop uh, named Buzz Meeks. Uh, comes out yes. and you know, Russell Crowe's like "fuck you." He takes his rips his yeah, rips his it, pocket it, open to get his wallet out.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, did you notice that he rips his pocket? <laughs> open? He takes the. It's like damn, ruin that guy's <laughs> jacket. Um, but but he's like, yeah, I don't even know who you are, which is interesting foreshadowing. Yeah. But um, he so yeah, he takes it and then he he says, "Stay there, don't move." And he decides to go in and he asks the woman, "Hey, are you okay?" And then the man answers, and the man it's it's David. Sweathaven,
1: uh, Pierce Patchett,
0: and Pierce Patchett, and yeah, her name is what's her um, Pierce Patchett, yeah. P. And he he say, he starts answering for. her, He's like, and then Bud's like, yeah, I didn't ask you, buddy. You know, let me let us see what she says. And she's like, and then she says it's not what you think or something like that.
1: Um, and then uh, Lynn yeah. comes up behind him. It's like everything's actually you know. It's she confirms that it's all all good.
0: Yeah, you it's know? all okay. And, um,
1: so he kind of backs off and he takes uh buzz's bullets and his gun before he leaves <laughs> and uh, i know it's like it Cost probably cost him yeah. money so then he you know leaves them and they head off and 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 uh, we get a quick shot of uh dick stenzlin saying what's going on and he says that he remembers buzz and that he's like i think he was a cop you know and then he kind of laughs it off and then they they leave um, and so then we get to the where um, we're back at the well, no, we, station, right? This the next thing we get is uh, where Jack Vincennes is busting the two kids. Uh, oh, uh, yes,
0: and they're gonna do it to where, like in the background, there's the movie theater market. Yeah, there's down a the Hollywood street.
1: premiere in the background, and he's, they're setting it all yeah, up outside. They're uh, like
0: they're setting it up like in, like how they, they got a lighting guy yeah. there, they got a photographer. So like, <laughs> that's how they're gonna light it up to make it yeah. look good. And, and it's like that's what it's about. And he's like, yeah, just don't like like don't have your guy like blast that fun. Well, just, in my it just it
1: gives you this this falsity about why they're doing this. It's not about catching somebody doing yeah. something bad. It's about no the selling of they're it's selling called, stuff. P-
0: yeah, paperhead paperhead yeah, yeah You know, magazine. Yeah, such so such it's such, not you know about just mean? it's it's all about selling just selling an image to of the
1: cops. You know, um, and so yeah. he goes in and does it, and it's all you know. It, it, you know they're about to have sex and they just fucked that all up so and <laughs> so then they bust them and bring them outside and take a picture of them and and uh then jack this is where we get some more little clues here that you don't even know our clues yet um until later but um he finds that business card for uh, Fle- uh Le- fleur-de-lis fleur de, Lee. Fleur de, um,
0: fleur de uh, what you
1: desire whatever you like desire um is and so he takes that card and hey no. puts it in his pocket and this is when we go back to the uh, police station yeah
0: and that that actor who um that actor who gets busted he he does make a return yeah he comes back later too, on yes. we won't i won't want to say anything about that but uh, that actor's familiar to me and I, can't, I can never remember his name um i think it's uh, let me look i got it right here um Simon Baker, that's who that actor is. What else is, is. he playing in? He was in Devil Wears Prado. Oh, uh, yeah, he was, he the, was, he was a, the rival. He was in that show, yeah. The Me- yeah, he was in that show The Mentalist. Yeah, 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 he so was the main that, character in Mentalist, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah, that's Simon Baker. and But, of course, like this is a small, small role oh, yeah, for him. Yeah. yeah, he's in he's been in a lot of things. He's a very handsome man, and he... he he yeah so that that's him but like I said he makes a return later on I just want to point yeah, that yeah. out because it's always odd to me seeing you know people who you would who you would you know know later yeah. on in their careers be in like small like you know small bit yeah. parts in movies that happens a lot to me um, yeah they know, go back yeah so they, they
1: return to the you see Bud uh Bud and, and Dick uh, return with the liquor to the police station and um, yes. then Jack comes in also um, and. This is where we see him offer Ed uh, some of the money uh, for you know what he got from uh, uh, the bust he just did that that uh, Sid gave him and you know, gave him some money.
0: Yeah, because he's like, yeah, you're the guy on watch tonight. You, the, the, I guess that person always gets. A I call guess, yeah, that's like
1: the that. way he does it. And, but Ed turns it down. He's like, "Look, I ain't got to take your bribes. I, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna do it right. I don't have to do yeah, it the way you got. He's straight laced. Yeah, he's straight laced. He does not give a shit. Straight as an arrow. But then right after that, he's a bunch arrow. of commotion happens, and we get a bunch of officers bringing in, um, Hispanic men, and um, yes, apparently a couple officers later, earlier in the night had gotten beaten up by men, and were. Apparently, in the hospital, the story changes between all the officers. But apparently, they're home with just bruises, and you know. But you know how it is when somebody hurts. When it comes to the cops, we hear this a lot. When somebody hurts, they right. you know another cop. The other cops are going to, of course, get really upset. And so in this, in the, yes. and of course, because everybody's drinking too, their minds are not right. Um, yeah,
0: that makes things it makes worse. things worse.
1: So they they book they're booking the the men. Uh, that they brought in, and now the word's getting around that they are doing that. So now the party, the guys, you know, Dick Stenzelins upstairs and he's at the party and he hears about it and they all decide that they're going to do something. So they they go down to where they're booking him and, you know, Dick starts beating the shit out of one of the guys and starting commotion and then Jack uh, Vincennes goes to Bud and tells him, you know, you better go get your partner before he does something stupid yeah, like kill and uh, so then he goes down there and tries to stop him, but then he gets caught up in it, and then he starts beating shit. <laughs> and his his emotions get the hold of him. So and and at the same time, Ed Exley's trying to get in there and stop everything. Um, and Jack Vince, but he yeah. can't.
0: They they end up locking him in like. Well, the, they just uh,
1: lock him out of that area. The, uh, uh,
0: yeah, they lock him in like the ISO, like the the isolation um, holding cell, I think. And what happens is while this was all happening. Uh, uh those news reporters uh gave, they were still uh, hanging around yeah uh, they're still hanging around and they they see all this and they just take yeah. a picture of it and it ends up on the yeah. front page and there's just uh, uh what was it like a christmas it, it was christmas bloody like christmas,
1: christmas was the headline bloody yeah. christmas
0: uh and there's just a yeah just a massive brawl between the inmates and the and the yeah. police and it looks bad for oh, the yeah. police and 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 now the attorney general's pissed. The captain's pissed. Everybody's pissed. Yeah, All the, the DA's is
1: there, and um, and the captain. And so now we're getting now it's, you know we're seeing who's going to get in trouble for this. So um, the first person that's in the room um, with them is Bud Bud White, and he you know he of course is going to stick up for his friend and stick up for himself, and he's not going to do anything to incriminate anybody. Um, and you know they plan on getting rid of them, um, though. Yeah, they're like, "Will you testify?" It. He says,
0: "No, I'm no snitch. Yeah. I'm no yeah. rat." Um, now, and and once again, and, this is
1: something that is very yeah. relevant today when it comes to our own police. In, in today, is that we're there's a lot of protecting our own, even though what you know what happens is maybe not great, you know, um, right. and then after he he that, you know he kind of he leaves, um, and Dudley Smith is like, "Look." Dick Stelinzilin's terrible, but Bud White's a valuable officer. You know we shouldn't get rid of him. Uh, And then they bring in Ed Exley, and Ed Exley's you know like we said political, so he's 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 ready. He's already got a plan.
0: Yeah, he's thinking ahead. ahead. So he's like, look,
1: you're wanting to build a new LAPD, so you know we need to actually not sweep this under a rug, and we get somebody. There's got to be consequences. And yeah, basically you need you need fall
0: people to make it look like you're actually taking this shit yeah, seriously yeah. so he his idea is like you know you know put the blame on the guys who whose pensions are already secure and who are going to retire anyway and have them and basically they're going to be you know removed yeah. and they'll just retire
1: and then and then convict and, dick Stenzlin and bud white
0: yeah because he's because
1: he's a shitty yeah. cop and and of course he doesn't like bud because bud's kind of like the opposite of what he believes in you know you know oh yeah and he wants, he him, wants gone, him gone too so
0: he's like yeah he's a, what does he was called like a mindless yeah he's i mean he's, he just like looks that. at him
1: as a bully he's not he's not somebody that yeah. really th- he thinks that thinks at all about what he's doing he just is the muscle and um
0: yeah he's just a muscle yeah, guy and so and and james cromwell says well yeah he's the guy who do who'll say yes to all those questions i yeah. asked
1: you That was this little hit at him a little bit, you know, but he's like, you know, you know, that's what we should do. And he's like, along with that, you know, I think you should, you know, promote me, you know, I'll testify if you promote me to lieutenant. And he's like, detective Mm -hmm. lieutenant. (laughs) He's like, he's like my dad, you know, you know, they said, yeah, but your dad, you know, he didn't get lieutenant until he was 33 and you're 30. It's like, yeah, but when he was, he was also a detective. So I want to do that, and he's like, "So they're going to need another person to also testify, also to corroborate his testimony."
0: Yeah, co- to corroborate his yeah, testimony. Yeah,
1: so they they bring yeah, Jack. so he, he he nominates Jack because Jack uh is is uh you know he wants to keep his uh, place on that TV show as a as the supervisor, you know, you know.
0: Yeah, because he loves that. He loves like rubbing elbows with all those like you know actors and actresses going to those those after parties and yeah. stuff. Um, he loves all that stuff, but, so they, they basically have leverage yeah. over him.
1: So they bring him in and tell him <laughs> that he has to testify, but that he's going to basically be punished for a while while he, you know, get, gets back in their good graces. So, but he has to testify. Yeah.
0: They're going to, they're going to move him from narcotics to vice,
1: vice, yeah. vice. which is yes, basically vice. like the, the, on the street guys, um, you know, that don't necessarily have a, uh, um, you know, specific, uh, you know, territory of what they're looking into. They look at everything kind of, but, um, so basically he, you know, he gets talked into that and then, um, then he,
0: and then you, and then, and then you'll, you'll be brought back to get, to get, to be put back on the show after, after a trial period, basically. Yeah. Basically after a little, after this whole, basically all this stuff kind of goes away. We'll let you, We'll let you back yeah. on the show. Um so they get him to corroborate. Um which is I mean, so basically that's how they're that's how they're handling the yeah. situation, like Steven said. I mean, it's probably is brought right out of real life. There's so much and it's not specifically to law enforcement. This just happens to be that specific group sure. of people. There is corruption and cover ups like this. And maneuvers like this throughout any organization, oh, yeah, with yeah. any type of power on the yeah. planet, and it's been going on forever. It's it's normal. You want to you want to save say, you want to save
1: uh, face, and in saving yes. face, you you hide things and and try to do it internally, and instead of you know making it all public and you know whatnot. Yeah,
0: instead of like telling the real truth, which would you know destroy your idea yeah. of something Existence. yeah not only that yeah it would probably it would lead to like a reckoning and a of just epic proportions you know yeah. what i mean uh, and, and this happens all the time and people do that and it's wrong people should these institutions that do this shit probably need to be heavily reformed <laughs> you well, know what i mean they probably need this stuff to be brought out into the light to fix the real problems because then like you know they just keep happening course. over and yeah. over again and it just gets compounded and worse and worse until it all really explodes, and you get well, and you get you know all kinds of stuff happening. But anywho, moving on. Yeah, Steven. so we
1: now we you know after a short little talk, you know Jack and and Ed talk about it, and Jack you know gets the whole full picture, uh, you know seeing that Ed was the main guy that was involved in all this uh, to get this to work the way it is, and. He's like, you know, are you willing to be hated by everybody because that's what's going to happen? Um, <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, the guys I'm going to rat out are going to be re- retired and fishing in fishing in the next couple weeks, you know. So I'm not worried about me, um, but you, you know, you're you're, you know, going against guys that, you know, like Dick who, who hasn't even gotten his pension. He's going to miss out on his his pension.
0: Yeah, he's like a year away yeah, from so, his pension.
1: And but of course, is, you know, who he is, he's a hothead. He's 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 going to. He's not gonna like this.
0: Probably want to beat you up. Yeah, like yeah. This. So, <laughs> so he he
1: you know he kind of tells him that, and then then we cut to a, a restaurant or a bar of some type, and uh, Dudley's waiting for Bud White to show up, and this is where he lets him know that he's rehired and that all the people that were gonna go against him have decided not to, and so now he wants him to come back and work uh, in homicide, and he's gonna be working. Strictly with Dudley on some special stuff, where his yeah off the yeah kind of off the, books, off the uh, books special things that really suit his strengths, which is basically being a muscle guy, um and yes.
0: uh, aggressive interrogation yeah. tactics. And so you can
1: and you can tell Bud though excited to to still be a cop is not liking that he's being put in a box. He liked the idea at first that he was gonna be working in homicide, working cases because he wants to you know, expand as a as as a officer, but now he's realizing that you know, he's only gonna be used for muscle, uh primarily. So then we cut away we get an I, I like the end of the, the kind of the, the uh end note on that scene where he's uh do you understand what you know what your job's gonna be? And he says in technicolor, which is a nice little
0: you know uh, yeah, the nice nod to the, the nod times of
1: <laughs> you know, technicolor film and um so I thought that was pretty cool. Instead of some something like crystal clear, you know, he says in technical sir. That's it, you know. So very yeah, vivid, very yeah. vivid. So then we um I think we get a we get a quick scene of more of Mickey Cohen's um people getting murdered. Like there's like other lieutenants yeah. of his that have tried to take his spot, but then now people somebody two gunmen are going around and killing all the rest of the lieutenants.
0: Yeah, just mowing people Yeah, there's down. a
1: scene where um, they're like inside a, in a house, and two guys shoot across the way through like over a pole, and it like cuts the glass in half. Yeah, they,
0: yeah, they cut. They come out of the bu- They come out of yeah. the bushes basically, and they grab a a briefcase full of heroin, heroin.
1: our favorite drug. And uh <laughs> but it's you know, it's, and and uh, at the same time, you're yeah. getting Sid Hudgens is still doing like a voiceover. You know, he's writing in his paper. Um, about all the,
0: yeah he's type he's tapping away at his typewriter yeah. and um and and he always ends it like hush hush and cute yeah, and, and he and, he, ta- like and he talks about he how the,
1: the uh captains set set up a kind of a, a task force to get rid of crime coming from out of out of state you know there's a lot of criminals that are coming from other parts of the country that are trying to fill a spot too not just people within mickey cohen's people like racket you know there's people coming from new york and new jersey trying to come in and he's using his task force to stop them and then kick them out basically um
0: yeah and this is where isn't this i know we get a couple of more well we get it we, we get an intro to the victory them-
1: motel here, here um and you see him beating up one guy um
0: yeah, and he's like, yeah, he's like, this is the yeah. He has a great well. They,
1: he does. Like there's a. He's boy, got he's tons exactly. of great lines in this movie, but, but yeah, James,
0: Cron- James, Cron- James, Cron- James Cromwell. Cron- yeah. I almost said Jim uh, Cromwell. Jim and was, James. Yeah, not, you know, not the, Jimmy. Yeah, um, but he says, you know, yeah, like go back to Cleveland. This is the city of angels. Yeah, I think it's like later that. on in the movie. He After says the, something like that. He's like, you're,
1: dude, you're not from this city. This is this is for the city of angels, and you don't have wings or something like that. Um, yeah he has a, he has a, a lot of great lines in the movie specifically later on when we get to it but uh um but yeah so you get that montage and then it cuts to um uh jack who is coming back for his first day on vice and he gets like they're looking at assignments and he gets an assignment that has to do with uh pornography
0: the, the por- pornography yeah, yeah and they're just handing around like evidence yeah or, I guess, you or know just like different different pornographic pictures and uh he and notices
1: a symbol on on one of the pieces of evidence that matches the one on his, uh, you know, card that he got earlier, the uh, yeah the flirtelise uh symbol, and so you know he thinks maybe it's connected and and so he tries to call the number on there, and the other end you know the, the woman, woman on the other end yeah. doesn't believes that he you know is somebody that's a, a, I guess a a customer, so she hangs up on him right and. Uh, he tries to get a redirect and can't find it. Nothing's on the other end. So, um, then we go to where Stensland is getting his final, you know, you know, I guess, you know, he's finally getting laid off. And, uh, so he has to turn in his gun and badge and then Bud meets him and takes him to his car. And, and, uh, you know, he, they, he says he'll go out with him for beer, but he's like, no, I got a date tonight. And, uh, yes. Yeah, and okay. he's like,
0: He's, and then he goes like, "Yeah, who like, oh yeah, so, like who like who did you arrest yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that?"
1: Yeah, just normal joking guy talking. And, and, and right, so right, he's right. like, you know, you know, I'll talk to you later. And so he 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 leaves him, and then we go to Ed Exley, who's kind of by himself. He's like the last one in the office. Um, he tries to make some nice gestures to a couple other detectives, but they don't like him. Nobody likes him.
0: No, nobody. Yeah. Likes so, it.
1: but so he's sitting there by, by himself, and then they get a call in that there's a homicide, and so he he at the night owl, uh, at, at the night owl yeah, cafe. Yeah. So he he's the first one. On, well, he's not the first one in on the scene. Other cops of another cops there, but he's the first one to go in, and then we get this very suspenseful kind of scene where he's you're getting the first person looking around account of him walking through the cafe and the um, cafe you know cook or whoever. Is shot and he's dead. Um,
0: and there's a blood yeah, a trail, blood trail from like a seat uh, all the way to the yeah. back. And then he opens up the doors and there's just a series of dead bodies all over. Yeah, in the
1: in the men's bathroom. Um, there's at least yes. like five or six, I think people dead there. And um, so then um, James Cromwell, uh, Captain Smith shows up, kind of takes over. He's like Ed's like, Nah, I'm here. i I'm, I'm the lead on this. He's like, Look. I'm the lead. You don't, you don't want it, Ed. I'm the lead on this. Uh, yeah, you can be yeah, my second. Yeah, you'll be my second in command. Um and so they they both uh take, get pictures taken and stuff and and they kind of then walk through the crime scene and what they kind of figure out is that it seems that there's three gunmen, uh is what they the conclusion they come to. Yeah, three gunmen with shotgun shells.
0: Yeah. Uh they were all like all the people there were like executed. Uh there's two women. The two women yeah. victims. One of them we come yeah. to learn, is um, is the woman who was in the car, that with the with the nose that, the, with the with the with the with the bandage yeah. on the nose, and her name was Susan yes. Lefferts, and she was one uh and, and so basically when Bud finds yeah, Bud... out about Stensley he goes to the yeah. morgue, and he you know he's looking for you know his ex partner now his dead body you know uncovers it. And then, and then um, you get a scene. I believe. I mean, I'm kind of jumping around here. No, so you're you good. Can, you're good. You can put me you're straight. Good. Is that um, Susan Leffert's mother is there to identify her, but she doesn't recognize her quite yeah. quite as much. Uh, she, she but he, she says like there is a birthmark, I believe, on her left yeah. hip. And once she once she sees that she's a, that's her daughter.
1: Now, of um, course, we 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 and, don't realize that that girl was the same girl that was in that car until, um, Buzz, uh, but until Bud, Bud, recognizes Bud recognizes her. sees her and recognizes her and says, Oh, I, yes. I remember her. And, um, then, yeah. So she, there's like a birthmark on her leg and that's how they identify her. Um, because she doesn't have the nose. She didn't have the bandages on her nose anymore. So, no, um, no. so she obviously, well, we find out here in a little bit why she had bandages.
0: Yeah. doesn't, yeah. Then Bud goes to see well, this is, that patch.
1: Yeah. patch. Yeah. Guy. We, um, well, before that, there's like a big meeting with the captain and the and stuff oh, yeah. that they you know they talk about like they're gonna split up into uh, 48 two man teams and we're gonna find the guys and and it gives them all the information about the three gunmen and that that one the only lead that they have is that there was three black men sh- shooting off shotguns in like a in a park nearby. Um, yeah, and they, and they identified the car as yeah, well. Yeah. So they that all happens and they all split off and then Bud ha, you know Jack uh has kind of a lead that him and Ed decide to go off Ed decides to join him, um and then Bud also is on goes off on his thing um he decides to go off right. by himself um there's a lot of plot lines happening simultaneously
0: yeah. in this movie that you really have to keep track yeah. of um because there are so many characters yeah. You know, there are essentially three lead characters for a good portion of this yeah. movie. And so, and y- you know, each of them, you know, their plot lines are going off on separate tracks, but they're also intersecting with one yeah. another. It's a balancing act, and I think oh, Chris Hansen really does it pretty does, well. Yeah. But you have to be engaged while watching the movie to really keep yeah, up t- with
1: t- t- it. T- you know, it took me a, l- a few viewings before I picked up on all the threads and how things connected and and where the, you know, little, little uh, red herrings and, con- you know, things that would pop up again later, you know, it takes some watching, but, um, so then this is when Bud, uh, tracks down Pierce Patchett and, um, he's at it. Goes to yeah. He house. goes to his house. Um, and he's out there like hitting golf balls or something. And, uh, nice house, like overlooking the Hollywood yeah. Hills. So let you know, this dude's got yeah. money. Um,
0: so basically he, yeah. So he like, he talks to him and then, uh, his bodyguard comes out, but it's not Buzz yeah. Meeks. It's a different yeah. guy and then and, and I think he I think Bud remarks you know what happened to the other guy he's like, oh he no longer works yeah for so him. he kind of brushes it yeah. off oh, okay you know? <laughs> kind of brushes it off there um but basically they start talking about you know what Pierce Pratchett does what what racket he is yeah
1: he, he, he he's and, he, he's he basically says, hey are we do we care about yeah, finding I, out do we care about anything that's like residual
0: peripheral yeah he says peripheral to your investigation. yeah, yeah. Basically, he's asking him. I'm going to tell you some stuff, but am I going to get in trouble for yeah. it, or is this just, you know, between you and? Can uh, I can I tell you something record, that might relate to
1: what you're looking for, but that I don't want to get in trouble for? So he he, yeah. he mentions that um that his bus- he has a business where he you know makes women look like movie stars and yeah he runs like
0: um, yeah he runs an escort yeah,
1: service he- basically.
0: An escort service prostitution, prostitution where he has women, you know, uh, partake in plastic surgery. some, to of, look them. Like some movie of them. Some of them. Some of them. Yeah, and and Susan um, was made up to look like Rita yeah. Hayworth. Yeah, that's why her mother couldn't tell couldn't tell because her hair was red and she had
1: the, the nose job surgery done to her yeah. face.
0: Yeah, and that and that you know that connects directly back to why she had a bandage on her face when she was sitting yeah. in the car. 'Cause you probably just had plastic surgery. And apparently there's quite a lot of money to be made in that yeah. racket. <laughs> and um
1: So yeah. And
0: yeah, so basically he and he lists off a bunch of um like I said, name drop, just name dropping. Like, you know, I had um you know, I had an Ava Gardner, I had a um a um a Russell, I had Marilyn Monroe um and he just names off a bunch of names and i and i needed you know i needed to hayworth so yeah. that's where susan yeah. came in and basically i think he says like i don't know if it was him that said it but basically well, he, bring, he bring unfortunately like you know when people head west or go to hollywood or los angeles you know with these big ideas and big dreams they can sometimes fall into these you know less than reputable yeah situations. Oh yeah, yeah. And and end up doing things that they probably never thought they would yeah, do. Yeah, and
1: that and that you happens know. with other characters as well, uh, um, yes. but uh then this leads him to to track down Lynn Bracken, who is his Var- Yeah,
0: I was waiting, waiting yeah, for Yeah, this is this, this is I,
1: where this is a, his Veronica Lake. Um that's his
0: Veronica Lake lookalike and and coincidentally, we are recording this podcast on Veronica Lake's yeah. birthday of November 14th. Yeah we didn't we didn't lo- we didn't no, do it on no. purpose it just happened to be that way and for those of and veronica lake uh for me is one of my favorites and she she was an actress who um was in several movies that i love um specifically you know Sullivan's Travels uh the blue dahlia this gun for hire i married a witch um yeah and there was there's always that veronica lake hairstyle that so many people have mimicked yeah. over the years and forever. I mean, uh, Jessica Rabbit in a uh, Roger Rabbit had the Veronica yeah, Lake yeah. hairstyle and it acted like Veronica Lake. You know what I mean? Like that's how you know, you know, iconic her image and her you know, her you know, I would say her image and how her, how she acted was, and it's that it's that you know that hair like just slightly over the yeah. eye, the right yeah. eye. And just you know, with the curls at the end, the long flowing locks—that's and that's the Veronica Lake look. And Kim Basinger is to, is made up to look like Veronica Lake with the the blonde hair and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So and and Bud is kind of fixated on her. Yeah, he get he goes to uh, see
1: her for the first time, and, uh, and and when she she's there, we we, we start with her with with yeah, a customer. Yeah, she's with a customer with who a customer. ends up being a congressman apparently,
0: and, and they're watching
1: a Veronica Lake yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm not sure what they were watching. It could be the Blue Dahlia. It could be This Gun for yeah. Hire. I mean, I know that um, Alan, Alan Ladd was in it because I re- I, re- I saw him on the screen, and they were in movie. They were in a few movies together. Um, but the guys like. But what is interesting is it's basically. It's a fantasy. Oh yeah, thing. yeah. You know these guys are like these guys even like pretend like they're with Veronica Lake in these movie situations or yeah. whatnot and they act all like like you know like Alan Ladd or yeah. somebody and they have, like these tough guys with like the you know the tank tops and and you know you know sounding all rough and tough and it's really really interesting yes and it's it's gonna go down in, uh, not of a weird avenue here but we're all adults here but like you know pro, you know you know pornography and all that kind of stuff is is mostly based in the in the the realm of fantasy. Yeah. You know, and and dream fulfilling and all that kind of stuff. And it's really interesting to see that connection in this movie with, like, you know, real life people turned into movie stars. You know, there's a whole, you know, racket of, like, uh, you know, pornographic parodies of, of like, famous movies and TVs and all this kind of stuff. And it's just really, you know, interesting to see that contemporary thing in this movie in reality. Um, It's real and. And basically, Bud White walks in on this, and basically tells the guy to hit the road. And the guy thinks it's like part of the yeah. act, and he tries, it, and he tries to like you know say like, "Hey, you want me to get rid of him for you?" And they, and then Bud White's like, "You know LAPD, just get out of here before before
1: I you know beat the before heck out I call of your him. wife, because <laughs> he, kn- yeah, he, 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 he knows who because he knows he's wife. the congressman." Really interesting,
0: yeah. really interesting, and he's like, and he and it's like. And that a lot of that happens today, where people you know cheat on their spouse and whatnot. But anywho, Stephen, take it away. Well,
1: yeah, he goes. So he goes into question Lynn, and and uh, he he's very hostile, very hostile. He's very he's he's already prejudged her. Um, he he basically just he calls her a whore, um, you know, and keeps saying how she fucks. He's probably fucked like fifty guys today. She even mentions that he says fuck a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. He does. And, he uh, does.
0: He's a very crude but, man
1: he starts to realize that she's a little more uh engaging than he expected and a lot, a lot smarter than i think he expected um and so you know he gets a little information from her about uh th- a little bit about Pierce and and about what he you know not enough of course to get him in trouble but just a little bit of information and uh by the end of it you know he kind of says you know can i see you again and she's like, are we talking about...
0: Yeah, as a customer? Or yeah, as a date, and, and he
1: decides he doesn't really... He, he kind of goes back on it, and he's like, N- you know what, it was a mistake to even say anything. Never mind. And uh, so then he kind of leaves her there. And then now we shoot back to uh, Jack Vincennes and uh, Ed Exley, who are now going to talk to this... Um, this guy who's a, who's a boxer, whose brother is in prison and he has info apparent possibly on the gunman that the you know the yes. black gunman and uh so he they go to see him and they promise him that they can get time off of his brother's yeah. sentence which they obviously are just playing him um
0: yeah they play they play this yeah. black kid and like yeah so your brother you know your brother's there to, yeah, he says like oh yeah he's there till 1970 and then and jack says how would you like him there till 1960 yeah. like i know uh, like i know the da and the DA and the, and I'm friends with lawyers yeah. and stuff and all basically they lie to him just to get yeah. information <laughs> and so they find out the location of the of these three people just cuz the kids like yeah i don't these guys are assholes yeah, anyway yeah. so i'm just basically fuck these guys and just like yeah, all right and then, all right so they go over there and they 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 you know they have their guns out and then what what's um X goes off didn't he forget his glasses or yeah, something? Yeah, he he's and Jack goes like, Just don't yeah, shoot yeah, me. Yeah. yeah,
1: <laughs> Um
0: so they're you know, slowly creeping in, guns drawn and then they walk in and there's there's people already there's police officers already. Yeah, there. two
1: two other characters that are kind of like they're um they're not really uh I mean they're definitely important to the story, but they're not as they're kinda in the background two other cops that are kind right. of around, uh, are already there and they found the three shotguns in the,
0: yeah, three shotguns are in the, you know, backseat of this yeah. car. Here's the car that we've been looking for and there are the shotguns just coincidentally out there in yeah. the open for everyone yeah. to see the murder yeah. weapons. Oh yeah. boy. How easy yeah. is this? So anywho, they're going to go in and, you know, arrest these cats or, or whatever so they go in there and those other two cops they're going in guns blazing. Yeah. Well, the the, the two guys
1: that were already there do. <laughs>
0: yeah, the two guys that were already, that's what I meant the two guys that were already there do like um yeah, he's going this guy's about to shoot off a shotgun at one of them and then actually, you know, knocks the shotgun up. He's like, "No, we need we need to question yeah, these yeah. people." So they 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 arrest these three guys and they bring them in for uh questioning. Yep. And this is where Exley gets
1: to really show off. Uh
0: yeah, actually, he's like kind of proven that he's not—he's not the weak cop that I think other that the others thought he was. Well, I mean, and he basically and he kind of manipulates the situation to basically have the people tell on each other. Yeah, end. I mean, he
1: he he shows that uh, that being a, a good cop isn't just about being able to get out and be physical and dirty and like and beat people. Yeah, out. I mean, there's there's the other side of it. Um,
0: there's a way to mentally manipulate people to get what you want
1: so he goes in and talks to the first guy who's kind of like the leader of the group you could say um and you know kind of manipulates him into um giving up something about one of the other guys and then which in turn makes them give up something so basically um by the end of it they
0: yeah but some yeah but by the end of it things they start to
1: realize that maybe the guys that
0: they're not talking about what we want them to talk well, about. about Well, they're talking about, they're talking about what, something what, else.
1: They talk about like, the one, one kid, uh, who's really upset, he pisses himself, um, yeah, that he course. talks yeah. about, uh, how he, they had a girl, and that he had to, he was a virgin, so then he got, he had, they, they got this girl, and they had sex, just to have sex with her, and then, right. he's like, what girl, what girl, and then they goes to the third guy, what are
0: you Talking about, and yeah.
1: then he says, you know, something about the girl, and ha- they thinks that she's still alive, and um, so there's a somebody out there still that they don't know if she's connected with the Nighthow or not. That's still out there. So they he focuses on that, and of course at the same time Bud White's out there, you know, foaming at the mouth. Um, yeah, and he, breaks he breaks the front of a chair off with his hands um, and runs in.
0: And he run, he runs in, grabs the guy, and basically starts playing Russian roulette. Yeah, one in six chance. He's like, one in six chance.
1: And just starts Yeah,
0: and he goes click, click, right in the guy's mouth, and the guy goes, Okay, it's at, you know, such and such yeah. address. And they they go there, um and and there's this, this is this I mean, terrible scene. And there's this woman tied to tied to a bed. And I mean the obviously the assumption of what has happened, she's probably been repeatedly sexually assaulted yeah. and raped multiple times. So if he go um so so Bud White is the one that goes. in, Yeah, he in, goes in it? by himself yeah. ahead of everybody else. By himself, and <laughs> probably not the best guy to let in there if you want in. If you want information, because this guy's gonna go in there and and he, and he does what we all assume that he was gonna do, and and he shoots the guy who's sitting there watching TV, and then he plants a gun on him, and to make it look like the guy shot at him yeah. first instead of him just shooting at the guy, because you know it looks bad. And so they rescue that woman, and then. He's in there and she's being wheeled into the ambulance and Exley's trying to, like, ask her questions. And Bud's like, what What are you
1: doing? You yeah, idiot?
0: just stop being. Can you stop doing your job for one second? Yeah, because that's and, the thing is, is, yeah. is
1: though Ed, uh, there's a lot of things about how Ed does his job that that are definitely more moral. He's also kind of he's always he also kind of goes about the job. In almost a robotic way, um, where the the emotion, the, the empathy for everything is kind of not there. Um, right,
0: he doesn't. He, the The awareness of the situation is kind of not there, and the information that he wants is like you know when did they, when did these men leave you yeah. here, you know at you know because he wants to know like what did they, did they have enough time to then go over to the night owl, um, I think it was a cafe to commit yeah, those yeah. murders. And basically, she says, "I I think we come to find out that she says like midnight," but we'll get into that a little bit later. But so what happens there's is a little bit, you know, there's a little a, bit of a scuffle between
1: a, Bud and you know they get in each other's face a little bit.
0: Yeah, and they separate yeah. the two, and basically, what happens is we we hear like over the the police radio that the three suspects have quote unquote escaped. Yeah don't ask me how they never really explain. well they well they
1: say they jumped but, from the windows in the in the holding cell. yeah they
0: said they jumped from the window which was on like the second yeah. floor and i'm like all right that sounds a little fishy to me um and but basically what happened is that during the interrogation is that one of them said where they got like their drugs yeah. from and so they go over to that address and of course they're there and they go in and they, this is a this is a pretty intent, situation turns into yeah, a shootout. pretty intense yeah. scene
1: too um uh they go in, and nobody's shot at first, but then like a beer bottle gets knocked off a table, and it sets the one guy, one officer off, and he shoots the one guy. And then the drug dealer guy shoots the one cop, and then Ed ends up taking out basically everybody else. And then there's a great shot where he is running down a hallway a- after the last guy, and the guy gets in the elevator, and before the door can close, yes. he, puts, he, he, sticks he sticks his in. shotgun yeah. in and shoots in, and then we see just his face with the door opening and you don't see what happened but you know that the guy's dead i mean it's done um yeah. and yes, this you do. and
0: and, if, and then the, he now Yeah, the
1: now that now this of course this action this thing that he's not known for doing has now made him popular with the rest of the the cops that he's willing to go out there and uh, you know use force um
0: yeah we basically get a like yeah like a montage now of like like oh he's the big hero he gets like the medal like I'm like he gets like a medal and like uh, all kind of stuff and then and everybody's like well, oh the, you know the night owl case yeah, is solved yeah. and
1: everything's all hunky-dory. hunky dory and, and with that you know Jack gets to go back to the set you know
0: Jack goes back to the set and um, you know the relationship between you know uh, Bud White and Lynn Bracken is going well and then. And, you know yeah he well, oh well, everything's yeah he, he comes yeah he comes pieces. back
1: and sees her again and, and actually finally uh you know go you know comes to see her and he she, you know she's like I was wondering when you'd come back and and so he you know they she actually takes him into her own real room not the sex room <laughs> you know like she has her own bedroom that's like her
0: oh yeah yeah and and yeah she starts yeah yeah she starts peeling back the walls of her personal life, and they start opening up to one yeah. another. Um, a lot of good character stuff happening there. A lot of good relationship stuff, like real stuff yeah. happening there.
1: Um, and then, and then we go yeah. back to the set with Jack, who it's his first time back, and he 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 talks with uh, he's Sid Hudgett. Oh well, yeah, Sid, yeah, Danny DeVito yeah. shows up, and he has this other this new thing he wants to do with. Uh, this this is where this character comes back uh, from earlier. The first the kids he br- busted at the beginning of the film, the one guy, um, played by what Simon Baker was his name. Um, yes. He, so he's back in the picture. He's but he's and they want to use him to basically set up the DA, who is apparently a closeted homosexual. Um, yeah. They basically want to use use it as black yeah blackmail exactly. and you know get pictures of him in a hotel with him. So, they're, you know, warming, warming Simon Baker's character up to go over and talk to him, and um, during the conversation Kevin Spacey has with him, he mentions, um, uh, the Pierce Patchett and, yeah, and you know, and he kind of says how he's kind of scared of Pierce Patchett, and, uh, and so he gets a little bit of, a you know, info on that, and, and... Kevin Spacey kind of helps, helps, you know, Danny DeVito, but you can tell he's a little bit like shaken by it. Um, he f- finds it to be a little bit off. Um, and so.
0: Yeah, yeah, he, like his, like he has a consciousness. Yeah, so, so it's a like conscience the time style. he took
1: off, he suddenly has uh, got a little bit more perspective versus he's, you know, stepping back from everything. So then we get that scene with Kevin Spacey and um, Jack Vince, uh, with Jack, who, uh, uh, I mean, uh, Ed Exley. And, um, you know, Ed's having doubts about the case because he doesn't know that if the – because remember, he wheels the girl out of the hospital. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he goes and gets her at the hospital. And, and the news reporters and are there,
1: out. and she starts to talk. And he, yeah. her,
0: and he asks her, and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I think so. And she, he's like, you, you think so? She's like – and she's like, yeah, I mean if – you know, if I didn't say that, like no one would – would care you know if if I you know another woman was you know tied up and raped by well, a, mexi- would a like, Mexican would woman. care <laughs> yeah he, she does specifically say yeah. her race and and then so basically it leads Jack to believe like okay her testimony or what or or what she said isn't exactly accurate yeah. so that means perhaps that didn't happen but we learn, we come to find out that <clears throat> that the reason why, you know it's such a you know shut case is because you know they've got the bu- like the bullet ki- the bullets match up and you know the for the, for the guns and everything matches up but for him it just doesn't something, seem something something's right.
1: off about it it's a little too tidy um <clears throat> and so then there's this great scene with um Jack and and uh Ed where they kind of talk about why they became cops and um Ed uh <laughs> talks about he brings up stuff about his dad and about how his dad was killed in the line of duty and um the reason he became a cop was because of a man because of rollo tomasi um and rollo tomasi is the man who killed his father but not really it's not that it's not that they never caught the person that killed his father
0: yeah so it's just like it's a name he came up with for 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 nobody for like a ghost.
1: Basically, basically the as they say later in the movie the guy that gets away with it um, he, he is it's the name for the guy that gets away with it. And, um, so he, he, he brings that up to Jack and then he asked Jack why he came a cop. And he's like, I don't remember. Um, so he's got a lot of weight on him. And then he, he tells him, he's like, look, I think we did skip ahead a little bit though. He does yes. go back to the hotel first. <laughs> Sorry. He does go, he to does go back to the hotel
0: because then they, te- they do, they team up. After yeah. Yeah. That.
1: It's uh before this scene, he does go back to the hotel and he finds a son. Yeah,
0: Cause he wants to go. He basically wants to go there early to tell, um, the kid like, Hey, you don't have to do yeah. this. Get out of here. Basically. Basically he wants to save the kid, but he gets there and he's dead. Yeah. He's
1: been, his been, throat's been cut. And, um, so he doesn't, you know, they, you know, he just basically gets swept under the rug. Um, and then, then they get to this. They get to the hospital scene, and then they get to this scene. And you know, he basically Jack says, um, you know, if you work with me on this case that I have, then I'll help you with your case. Cause he wants Ed wants Bud White tailed, cause he's noticed that Bud's been kind of like hanging around some of the stuff um, that he's been working on. Um, and I think maybe there was even another scene before this. I think. Uh, Bud White goes to see the Lefford's mom, Susan Lefford's mom again. And this is when you find Buzz Meeks under the house. Oh yeah, he goes goes to the
0: house yeah. and this poor lady really is oblivious to what was going on around at her own home. Um and yeah, he goes to like this back room and they just starts he starts smelling something foul and and then he goes and looks under under the house in like a cellar. Yeah. And down there is a corpse. It's a it's a dead body. And he checks the he checks to see if there's an ID, and it's Buzz Meeks. And, and now we know what happened to and him. So then after that, Ed he's Ed, gone. Yeah, he's and dead. Then
1: Ed, and then Ed um kind of follows behind him and and discovers the things he found. Um, and so now he thinks maybe Buzz Bud has is is got more to do with. What's going on, maybe or something, but more or less he's he's you know he's got kind of somewhat of a a, a rivalry with him, so he's also competing with him somewhat. Like it's it's kind of weird, but um at the same time I think this is when he him and Jack find out that he's seeing Lynn Bracken. Um, you know they go and they yes. they, they go and sp- yeah, they spot they, spy, they, 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 s- they spy on him, and he's met up with Lynn at her her place and. You know, they're like, well, he's uh, maybe he's not as dumb as we thought. (laughs) No, that, but
0: um, they also think that he's perhaps he's involved with Pratchett. Possibly, yeah, because because he's with Patchett. I I keep saying Pratchett (laughs) as if it's Terry Pratchett, the author, but it's the Patchett. And because he's, you know, he's seeing, you know, he's seeing that woman. So is he a client? Is he, you know, is he like muscle? Is he muscle
1: for? Pierce Patchett, you know. Yeah
0: what what is he? Uh, you know, is he a client? Is he being manipulated yeah. by her? By her? Um, that that question comes up later on, and basically this leads them to uh, they split. Well, they at, they go I they go see Pierce point.
1: Patchett. Um, do they? Yeah, they go see Pierce see Patchett? Patchett, and they they question him. Um, that was probably before that scene, um, because they they ask right. him about. You know, uh, Bud White and how they're, um, why that 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 they she would be seeing him, and he's like, why did women see men, you know?
0: No, that's after that. Yeah, that's no. I think that's later because that's when he calls up. Remember, uh, David Strather and Patrick. He call. He makes a phone call after he yeah. leaves, and that's when, um, Exley and her get together. Okay, and that and that's where you see you know Sid Hutchins outside yeah. the window taking pictures. The other pictures. thing we also like is
1: like right I think right after that one scene was that uh he they go to try to see um
0: they go see Johnny Stompanato. Yeah,
1: who which right? Ru- Ru- Russell Crowe had already went and seen him. Had already seen and, him. And um and had kind of gotten in some information from him um and uh, who was Mickey Cohen's ex bodyguard yeah, yeah. people
0: trying to keep track of this. Who says Meeks was um and that's when we learned that Meeks was trying to sell heroin. Yeah, A, a stash of heroin. Yeah.
1: And that's probably and then, what got him killed, they, 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 you know?
0: What is interesting is that, like, it's like they're following in the footsteps of Blood White, and they're just, like, a few steps behind him finding out information that he already yeah, knows. Yeah. And it's like, and and that's how they find that out. Um,
1: and so they, they go and, to but try to...
0: This is the scene. Is this the scene with Lana yes, Turner? Yes. This is the scene. This scene is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> because, because Exley thinks that the woman that Stompanato is with is like just a prostitute made up to look like Lana yeah. Turner. And he insults the heck out of her. And then, and then Jack Jack goes, That's Lana Turner. And he goes, What? Yeah, that's Lana Turner. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> he gets a drink thrown, thrown in Turner. his face. Yeah. He gets a drink thrown in his face. And it, it's. It's a, it's a funny scene. Yeah, really they both funny. go
1: back to the car uh, and they both laugh at it, laugh about it. You know? And this is when they split yeah, up. Yeah.
0: this is when they split up. And he go and then. Um, well, they,
1: they, then they go see uh, Bud White, and then, they, then then they split up and say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna stay and look." Uh, Exley says he's gonna stay and, and look and go see uh, Lynn Bracken, and, and then he's gonna go and look into um the uh, autopsy on the body they found. Yes.
0: Yeah, because all yeah, because they called because they don't have the ID forward. on
1: Buzz Meeks. They just found the body because Bud took the, the ID. Um, so yes. he goes to look at the coroner report, finding out who it is, and this is when Ed goes to to see Lynn. Um,
0: and then Jack goes to do some investigation into into Buzz into Buzz yeah. Meeks. His his, his past uh,
1: arrest records and things like that.
0: Yeah, it goes to see like yeah his past records and whatnot and i believe simultaneously ed goes to i think it's quasi simultaneously ed goes to see Lynn yeah. bracken and then um jack goes and does his investigation and what happens is ed ends up uh talking with Lynn bracken and ends up sleeping with well, her well yeah he he it's a and,
1: you know he she she basically pushes him towards it like she she builds up bud and she knows that he's kind of like obsessed with oh, being yeah. better than him um and
0: right. he wants to be him he wants
1: to be him but doesn't want to wants to do it his own way i don't know he, but right. it's it's more or less he he he's he jealous of him. him and also of course he's very attracted to her i'm assuming and so he uh he decides the only way to to beat him at his own, is to beat him at his own game and he has sex with her to to get at him i don't know. Um, it's it's one of them things that's well, somewhat confusing. That.
0: She, she has a she has an interesting line uh where like, you know, Steven you know it. Um I'm paraphrasing it here. We're basically like before they're about, to, you know, get it on if you will because we know whatever whatever the terminology anyone wants to use, but she's like, you know, being with me is not like being Yeah, with she him. she literally it's says fucking me
1: isn't like fucking him. Um, you know, well, I tried to clean uh, no, it. I, I tried don't, to I don't, make it a little I don't, I don't, less obvious, You can but okay. be clean. I'm going to be, I'll be unfiltered.
0: <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess we are. yeah, it's a direct quote. Direct but, quote. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so. And that is an interesting line to me, because is is he trying to be Bud White, or is he trying to, is he, is he attracted to Bud, Light, Bud White? I, I, th- I think he's and trying. There, because there's been no real, like, um, you know, homosexual undertones or anything like that up until this point. Yeah. Unless I missed them all. Which I probably could have.
1: I, I think what what she means is just he's trying to he's trying to figure out figure him out, and is and, and he but he's also trying to bring him down, and that he thinks that you know he can maybe get more in his mindset or in his shoes by having sex with her. I don't know. It's one of them things that's never been clear to me. Is one of the most right. unclear things to me was that situation. But really, what this ends up being is a setup. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. The long and short of it is that it's just a setup by well, patch it
1: in somebody else that hasn't been re- hasn't somebody been revealed else yet. We're not, we haven't been revealed um, Which yet. is the next scene. Um,
0: yeah. So um, Jack goes to see uh, James Cromwell Smith, Dudley Smith, and basically, you know, ask him about Buzz Buzz Meeks, and because they were they were um, there was a yeah Dudley and. Dudley, uh Stencil and Lesbians Sten- were all Stensling. like Stensling, Stencil and yeah, Stencil Stencil. Stencil's what you, all... you, you write
1: you write you use to write letters. Yeah, where you copy yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: so they they were all like cops at the same time. Yeah, he was the, he was like, like the he,
1: noticed that he He was their boss. He noticed yeah.
0: the Yeah, he noticed the signatures on all of these like or like arrest reports and stuff like that, that they were they're all connected to one yeah. another. So he goes to ask him about it, and
1: it's great. It, well, Steve, sure, sure. it? uh, so he, yeah. he's you know they're talking. He's giving Jack some you know coffee or tea or whatever it is, and then in a, in a big twist surprise, he pulls a gun on him, pulls a gun on him, and shoots him in the chest. Uh, Question I have is where did he get
0: the gun from? That I guess he just, just carry a gun. I, I, maybe it was in, in
1: he, his underwear. He, I guess I don't know.
0: Yeah, he's just wearing a robe yeah. and underwear yeah. and a shirt. I mean, I don't know where you put yeah. that gun. That wouldn't be noticed. But anywho, shoots. He shoots Jack, and the last thing Jack says is uh, "Rolo Tomasi." Yeah, and
1: then kind of smirks at him, and then and then and dies. Then dies. Um, and one one of the other great lines. Um, well, there's a couple. Uh, well, he says. I think he says in that. This is the scene where he says, uh, "Stop trying to do the right thing, boyo. Oh, you haven't had the practice." It's one of the great lines.
0: Yeah, I want to bring this up. I actually, but this actually reminds you. One, he
1: says "boyo." He says a lot. "boyo," <laughs> which which is because and, he's playing an Irish. He's, yes,
0: it, and I'm like, it, it's like sometimes his Irish accent goes in and out. Yeah, and then and sometimes it's it's just James Cromwell acting like James Cromwell, and then sometimes he has a a slight Irish yeah. accent twinge, and then it was weird. I to guess me. it makes sense since he it's, lives
1: in America. Maybe some of that well, accent would yeah. there's
0: this. Well, there's this—I I mean, there's this old idea that, um, you know, a lot of cops from that era were Irish, um, and that's why. But it's all it's a whole, like, cultural yeah. thing. But, anyway, I just found that odd that, like, he's trying to be an Irish cop, but he doesn't really quite have the accent yeah. or goes in yeah. and out. But basically what happens after that is, you know— he has this whole big this whole big conference where he's like you know we're going to find these people we're going to find whoever did this to jack and you know i want i want teams out there combing the street, combing the neighborhoods and we found his body in a park and but it looks like his body was moved basically it's a whole big bullshit yeah. lie nonsense stuff but what what happens after that is it's the the, the key the, key, the
1: key element at the end of this scene is that james yes. cromwell gives himself away um, yes, and, and, does. and it's almost like, it, it's, almost Ed, like Jay, yeah. uh, it's almost like Jay, it's almost like Jack Vincennes did it on purpose. Um, and that's why he smiled at the end. Um, so he, he asked, uh, Dudley asks Ed about if Jack had mentioned anything about a Rolo Tomasi, um, is somebody they were looking yes. into and he's like, and you could see the change on his face. Like I only told that to one person. I only told that. St- yeah. The only person who would know that is yeah. Jack. And if Jack told him. That he was the last one to see him.
0: Jack must have yeah. seen him. Like Jack must have talked to him. And he didn't say anything about that during this
1: press conference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the fact that he asked him about it. Because if he knew the context of Rollo Tomasi, he would know what that what it meant. Um, yeah, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't have, have asked, have asked would him have about asked him it. About so him. he knows he that doesn't. it was given up as like a, almost basically like a, a red like flag, a, card a red hit, flag, yeah, like
0: a red flag, like a an, an alarm system. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. So, like a so, siren. and then I think this is, and then I believe this transitions to, um, the scene where they're uh, they're interrogating Sidney Sid Hudgens, y- right?
1: Uh, yeah. Th- or did I skip a I, uh, I think so. Um, so Bud, because I'm I'm just yeah. So Bud, um, because this
0: is where Bud White finds out about. Lynn and Exley Well,
1: Bud's... um that's the, that's the scene I was going to well, go Bud's, to but unless there's something in between Bud's them. talking about um he's talking to one guy about um who would take who would take the drugs. Like he's talking to another detective about drugs and about who would who would be able to distribute it cuz you know when he was talking to um you know about how Stopping Yeah, Otto. about, about yeah. how Buzz Meek's had the drugs and, and him having them drugs got him killed um like who would they go to to distribute the drugs and he you know, says Mickey Cohen. You know, and so then he walks away, and Dudley calls him into the office, and kind of says, "Hey, you know, you've been unfocused lately. Like, you know, I need you to get back on the in the game. I need you to meet me out. You know, later, um, whatever." So at that motel, yeah, right? at Victory Motel. So then, then we do go. We cut to it later, and we see Sid Hudgens, who's been cut up, uh, um, uh, tied up, yeah, handcuffed to the yeah. chair, and so now they're questioning him. Um, about what he his play what he, what does yeah. he do yeah and so um first of all it's
0: it's raining outside because it's always, it's always raining it, in
1: yeah yeah
0: in certain film noirs it's always Though raining it's in a place where there's not a lot of rain
1: but um you
0: know. also we didn't mention that um uh, jerry goldsmith does the uh score for this movie and it's a very yes. good score and yeah jerry goldsmith is an all-time yes. you know composer um So that was very interesting, just because, like, there's a lot of film noir homages to Mm -hmm. this movie, like classic film noir homages, specifically within the music, I noticed, you know, a lot of saxophone and stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, this scene, they're basically investigating him, they're hitting him, they're knocking him around to the point where he gives up saying, yeah, you know, know, I take pictures, you know, for blackmail pictures, I got, you know, I got them, like, uh... In my trunk underneath, like, the mat or something. Yeah, of
1: a cop who's having and sex with somebody. Yeah, cop's and having sex with somebody. And I think he thinks with, it's uh, him I, at first. Who's, who's dressed up to look like v- Veronica Lake. And I think he thinks it's and him I, at first. Like, he thinks it's himself. Bud does. I, or does he Does he specifically... Because what he doesn't know about Ed... mentioned He doesn't though? know that Ed Exley went to see Lynn at all. So he probably... Who was? Sid Hutchins? No, I'm saying Bud White uh, thinks... Oh, when, no. When Sid Hutchins no, brings but, up the fact that he has pictures of a cop... Uh, having sex with a Veronica Lake like he probably thinks that it's him that's in the pictures.
0: Bud White thinks... Because he doesn't know Ed went to see him.
1: Yeah, but Sid knows. But Sid knows, but what I'm saying saying is from Bud's...
0: He got the phone call. He works for yeah Yeah, but I'm saying
1: Bud White runs to the car to get the pictures because he probably thinks it's him. He wants to get rid of the evidence. But when he goes to look at him, he sees that it's Ed.
0: Yeah, and he he freaks freaks out freaks out he's
1: devastated
0: and he's in the rain like looking at the pictures they're getting all wet he's dropping them in the yeah. water and just it's destroying those pictures absolutely so then he he, he drives uh,
1: off and and dud and dudley's like you know i wouldn't want to be ed- edit for all the whiskey in ireland <laughs> yeah i know there's an yeah. irish reference but then to but, there. but then and, we cut back and we realized that that whole thing was set up was a set you know, yeah, it was yeah um a setup. dudley and, wanted to and, and, make Sid's like, hey, it
0: worked, you know, and like, you know, get get me out of Basically here. Basically, they, they wanted deal. to get
1: him, Bud, mad enough to go take care to, to of take Ed, out Exley out, so to get him out of the yeah. way,
0: yeah, do the dirty work. But then forward. you realize it's that it's now,
1: good. Sid Hutchins is also expendable, and so now,
0: oh yeah, no, no, yeah, so now Dudley said, takes yeah, him out. Got, got to clean up, got to clean up. And that of course, he up. does
1: another great line. He covers his mouth and says, "Hush, hush." <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> he has all the lines in the and movie. Then, <laughs> yeah, there goes there goes. Uh, He's got this ironic line
1: that was a, a funny ironic one for for his catalog of lines in the movie. Um, so then we cut back and Bud is showing up to Lynn Bracken's house and it's raining and it's all dramatic. Lynn's out there yeah, and uh, can't rain and every he day. He says, you know, did you meet up with Ed Exley? And she's like, yeah, you know. And then so that yeah, we're, yeah what yeah we just yeah there's just she tries to say it like.
0: They just talk. Yeah, she tries to like cover that, it up, but then he,
1: he, you know, he yeah. says, "You fucked him." I saw a picture, you know, I, you. And then, of course, right. uncharacteristically, he gets upset. Yes. And actually hits her a couple times,
0: which is insane because we we got revelations which earlier. we, we kind
1: of brushed we brushed over. We kind of we, we didn't talk, talk really about, about.
0: We kind of glossed over it, but I guess I guess it's appropriate yeah. now because um, of why he became a cop was because. His father was an abusive, you know, piece of shit human being and beat his mother, you know, ruthlessly. In front of him. While he witnessed it. Yeah, while he witnessed it and he couldn't do anything about it. Or even if he tried, he couldn't do it. So he basically wanted to stop that from happening to other people. And I I think that also
1: makes it very interesting of a comparison, uh, uh, you know, on the the comparison between him and Ed Exley. You know, both of them have had fathers— That have like left their lives, but in different ways, you know, um, his, you know, Ed's trying to live up to his father um, and Bud is trying to live down his father, um, you know, what his his father did to him um, and be, you know, but they're, and they're both trying to be better than their dads in a way, but it's like, they're both going at it in different ways. Um, And Bud's reflecting his father, though he doesn't want to be his father being a
0: yeah in that moment <coughs> he we well, he definitely he does but he still
1: though his code it, like his moral code the, I the moral guess. code of not hitting women definitely but still him as at a core he's a physical person he's an angry person and the only way he knows how to deal with situations is in a is physical, a physical way. way so though he's trying to be more than that throughout the film In this moment, he breaks and shows the worst out of himself. And Ed Exley is trying Mm. is almost trying to be too methodical. Um,
0: What is what is interesting is something I didn't bring up this whole time is that although I said that Ed, uh, you know, Exley is, you know, a straight arrow, straight and narrow, he is. Pretty corrupt. Well, he's, himself. he's
1: he's he is self interest. He's
0: manipulative. He, yeah, he's self like yeah. He bends the rules and breaks them for personal
1: gain, which
0: is pretty. But but, but he does have a line. <laughs> <Pretty though.
1: laughs> um, he does have a line where he doesn't when it comes to the job. And like I said, he 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 has somewhat of a lack of empathy. He doesn't look at the people. He looks at the job, um, and that's where his. Right that's where he has to grow uh, as a character in the, in, in, in the story. But, um,
0: yeah, but, but in the moment, like just going back to, yeah, Bud breaks in that moment and becomes his literal, the thing he hates the most he becomes, which is an interesting, like kind of fall from grace for him in that emotionally broken moment. And what is also, I think what gets lost in that moment, because we're focusing so much on Bud White is where we're neglecting, the manipulation and the abuse that I think uh, the women, specifically under Patchett, probably go sure. through. Specifically, what we see from Lynn Bracken's perspective is basically she's used as a pawn
1: in this situation well, she,
0: and probably other situations because she says seen. she she
1: thought she was helping him. You know, before right. she before yeah, she hits not. before she gets hit by him, she's like, "I thought I was helping you," um, and.
0: Well, she she was probably told well, yeah. that gaslighted to
1: believe yeah. that
0: you know what i mean and so like it, so in her, so she's been psychologically abused as well and perhaps physically abused for all we know you know obviously the patch of guy is not not the, well, the, he, she, the world, she's, and probably the the client that she had for all we know are not good people yeah. i mean like she's going through a lot of abuse herself and she even gets more physically abused after this so she, I think the one thing is the one thing I think the film neglects, and I really wish it was brought more to light, is her perspective on things. I and granted, it's not her story; she's kind of just like a you know a cog in the wheel of this entire inter interconnecting story. But I feel like there's a lot more to say about her character than is than is being like portrayed. And I find it very interesting that you know Kim Basinger did win the Oscar for her portrayal. In such a role that I think is is limited, um, in terms of just overall plot, you yeah. know, activity. But the scenes she does get, like the scenes that we really haven't talked about, her one on one with Russell Crowe, is very good. Like we get her whole backstory of how she's from like Arizona, and you know she came here. I kind of like, you know, like everyone, like the else, Simon Baker you know?
1: character who came,
0: yeah, looking for looking yeah. looking to pursue a dream or a fantasy of the Hollywood and Los Angeles and bright sunshine and happiness and opportunity. And then no, you fall. You, you know, reality hits and the reality is that it's not all sunshine and rainbows.
1: All right, all right Rocky, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I got to bring it up once in a while. Come on.
1: But Come yeah, on, so, so
0: you always got to fit that Rocky. Yeah, of course. Reference I'm, in here I'm somewhere. not against that.
1: Um, but, 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 uh, but bud uh, goes yeah. away. He, as uh, soon as he does it, he regrets it and runs away and, and drives off. And so now he's looking for Ed, of course. Um,
0: yeah, he's looking to kill yeah, this guy.
1: Yeah, and, and um, Ed's at the at the moment. He's back at, at head. At, I guess da, the, the police station. station. He's looking yeah. through information, getting it all down in his head. How um, Dudley's connected to everything, and then Bud shows up, and he's not ready. He's not ready to talk. He's ready to kick some ass. Um, and yeah. so y'all ready to kick some ass? Yeah, yeah. Choose some, he didn't. He, he's out a bubblegum. He's a bubble, he's bubble uh,
0: Yeah, I know. But well, I was thinking of that line from Daisy Confused, where uh, you know. Um, Ben Affleck's first line in that movie, probably the first line of his career, is like "You are ready right to bust some ass?" <laughs> when he's got the paddle for the kids. But anywho, so yeah, and then Ed, uh, Exley's trying to stop him, saying, "You know."
1: Well, he shit, first off, Bud know, walks in, shows him the picture, and then he just starts going after him. Um, and he's like, "It's
0: not what you think." But but he's 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 following in Jack Jack's footsteps and looking at um, you know the information that Jack yeah. was looking at. So he's trying to he, he's piecing it together like Jack did. And it's but he can't get a word in edgewise because the guy's just because Bud's just beating the heck out of him all across the yeah. room.
1: And finally, he, he I think he he gets his gun away from Bud and knocks, hits him in the head and pulls the gun on him and gets him to stop long enough to tell him what's going on. And then he knocks the gun out of his hand again and then throws a chair at the window. And that's when and now he's yes. done. Um, <laughs> And so. Yeah, now he's all
0: yeah. talking out and now he's all. Now they're all like, now he's. Calm down i well, guess he, now now he's say? gotten
1: through to him enough to know that he's not the person that he's got to direct his he's been manipulated um by dudley and that yes. his direction needs to be back it needs to be at dudley so um now they're going to work together finally um to to do this and the first place they decide they're going to go is pierce patchett um and which once again you know i don't you gotta you gotta look his name up but the cinematography in this movie um there's a lot of great, you know, we don't we don't it doesn't it's not as much of an attention as it should be, but one of the great things about you know, great cinematographers is framing. Um uh, yeah, and a lot and I think there's not enough emphasis on framing. There's more emphasis on like style, the the color grading and all that kind of junk like that, which can be can be great, but <laughs> but
0: I like how you frame that. You phrased well, but, that.
1: But but it's just like the actual how you frame a shot and what's in the shot is very important too and there's some great like just framing in this specific, specific scene where they both knock down a door you see him in the foreground you see Exley in the foreground you see Russell Crowe in the, right up close and it's just great them going you know a lot of shit like that throughout the whole movie that's just perfectly executed shots
0: yeah really I mean it got nominated for best cinematography yeah. and the cinematographer is uh, Dante Spinotti yeah.
1: Or Spinoza, and I think he uh, worked with well, Curtis God. Hansen a few times. Um,
0: he also worked with um, Michael Mann on Heat and The Insider. Which Russell Crowe, so Russell Crowe, yeah. the, the last of the, Mo, the last of the Mohicans, yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, those are some excellent looking movies, and he was nominated for two Oscars. Uh, one was for L.A. Confidential. One was for The Insider. Okay, interesting.
1: But um, both
0: with Russell Crowley, you said that. Yeah. But so they but yeah, they go into Patch's and place quits. and
1: they find Patchett dead.
0: Yeah, he's dead. Uh, he he. Goodbye. It looks he like he slit his wrists,
1: but we know that that's not what happened. Um, no, because his fingers. Yeah, fingers are broken. Um, they think he might have even been drugged. Um, but uh, so you know, Dudley's cleaning up. He's getting rid of all the loose ends, and I think from there they. Well, doesn't um Well, they go pick up Lynn. Uh, they go pick up doesn't, Lynn. Doesn't... Um they go to they try they they try to
0: oh They call yes. to get they, they yes, call they the are.
1: cops for they call the cops that are closer. Cuz they're close. And then they and they, yeah. they took the the West Hollywood cops take Lynn in um to keep her safe so that she doesn't get, you know, knocked off too. And then from there, that's when they split up. Um and
0: yeah, um Bud goes to see um. Well, Hudgens. Hudgens' body was placed. Um. Uh, he, well the, yeah. People find out that Hudgens is dead. That's where Bud finds out that Hudgens is dead, even though he had seen him earlier. Um. And, uh, Exley goes to see Lynn at the police station because yeah. she's been roughed up, and yeah, she's been beat. She's been beat up, and and obviously Bud doesn't want to see her and. You know, because of that whole situation we just talked about earlier. Um, And they end up – they end up at like – Well, this um, is where
1: they both get – basically they both get set up for a trap, and Bud kind of knows it's a trap. But he knows that it's got to go down basically, so um, they both get – Yeah, they both get get called to the same place. They both get called to the Victory Motel, um, which is where all the shit's gone down. You know, that's why Bud White kind of knows something's weird because he's been there many times. Um, and uh, so they get there and they get cornered. All these other corrupt cops that work for Dudley are are now about to ambush them. Um,
0: yes, and there's this great, great climactic shootout yeah. scene in the dark in this, you know, like I said, this motel. And it, I don't know if you noticed in the background, but there's um like these oil like drill rigs yeah. In the background, just like just working, just working, and what is interesting is like they, um, when I was watching the making of that uh, feature, feature on the special feature on the the Blu-ray, they were just talking about how they found this location and how it was like you know <clears throat> like far away from Los Angeles because they just couldn't find the right location, and the further away they got from like Los Angeles, they found like these oil fields and how like they didn't realize that they're that you know. There's oil being, you know, gotten out of the ground in California somewhere. Yeah. And so, like, that's where they found this this motel, and that's where they set it. And they also talked about how, like, like, they couldn't find—they couldn't get people to loan their houses for, like, shooting— because, like, the people were just sick of just, like, Hollywood and, you know, movies and TVs, like, just asking for permission to use their yeah. houses and stuff, and I'm like, but for me being, like, a, you know, like an East Coast person where that never happens, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why yeah, not, yeah. I do it all the time, I don't give a shit, just yeah. pay me, as long as you pay me, I'll, you can have my house, you want my car too, yeah. do it, um, but it's just, like, I just found that to be interesting, so everything is set at this, you know, shoddy motel in the middle of nowhere, where everything goes down great great editing great you know sequence of you know you know just action yeah i just love really i love the shot where action. uh
1: russell crowe's like in the floor and the guys start yes making their way in and then ed and then uh, ed's been shot in the shoulder and he's kind of like you know kind of barricaded himself behind a wall and then suddenly russell crowe out of the darkness shoots the guy through the black hole in the floor and that's, that was pretty cool and then uh Kind of at the end, there gets down to where they're almost out of bullets, and Dudley finally walks in, of course, after everybody else has been killed. And then, uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah, of course. And Dudley shoots Russell Crowe, and you know, he falls to the ground. And then,
0: yeah, he gets shot a few at times. least a
1: couple times, and he falls to the ground. And then Dudley kind of, you know, walks towards Ed, and Ed's out of bullets at the moment, um, and says, you know, and then, you know, Ed's like, Rollo Tomasi, you're the guy, you know, and then he's like, Who is he? Dudley's like, who is he? he's like, you're the guy that gets away with it, and then uh, and Dudley caught co- Dudley cocks his uh, gun, yet, and then before he can shoot, yeah, well, but yet Bud stabs him in the yeah way. and um, then he shoots him again through the cheek in the, in the back. cheek, yeah, through the cheek, and uh, yeah. then Ed gets enough time to grab the shotgun nearby, and
0: and he's holding up with one yeah. hand, one hand, he's pointed at him, and then they, and then basically, this is where Dudley decides you know, he's going to
1: try to be political. He's gonna try to make it. He's gonna manipulate yeah. the kid.
0: He's gonna be like, you know, what are you gonna do? You gonna you gonna shoot me or you're gonna arrest me? Yeah. Cause, you know, you know, which one are you gonna do? So they start walking outside and then Dudley, you know, says, you know, hold up your badge so that they know you're so that they know we're cops. Yeah. And he's walking away and actually shoots him in the back. Yeah, he decides he's not he Kills decides him.
1: he's not a cop so he kills him. <laughs> and and yeah, this is where so. his, you know, like, I'm not saying that was a good thing, but like, I think he decided in that moment that, uh, you know, the world's better off without him. Like, it's like, we can't, you know, like it's the justice that needed to be, he, he learned, he did the, the he answered the question that he asked earlier and he d- decided yeah. to take some justice into his own hands instead of, cause obviously the system is so corrupt that it got as far as him and, of course, we once again forgot another scene. We forgot the scene where Bud and him went and saw the, the DA, and they tortured Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they tortured him in his yeah.
0: office. They, like, hung him out a window Batman yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, and
1: they get information about a little bit, you know. But it's not nearly as important as the rest of what we talked about. But, um, um, so, yeah, he shoots him in the back, and then the cops all show up. He lifts his badge up. And then Ed is sent in for questioning, of course, to get the skinny on everything, and the guys, you know, the DA is outside listening and the, and the chief of police is out there listening and they're like this.
0: We basically get a whole breakdown of like a whole, you of know, how um, corrupt
1: everything was, you know, how, how, yeah, how far a it whole, went. Um, um,
0: exposition of just how every, well, what basically everything went down and it's, it's quite, it's quite involved. Um, uh, and, and basically and the, base- the, the, the,
1: the, the chief of police and, and the DA are talking about how they can spin it. Um, and then, yeah, and, but
0: I was just going to try to like try to break down everything. It's just it's it's really difficult to try to like who basically basically the uh, you know Dudley was kind of running things in the vacuum that Mickey Cohen had left. He was trying to take over and he the was drug doing
1: racket. Doing it um
0: and he was yeah, he was trying to take over the drug drug racket and he was doing it through like um like well he was trying to eliminate like
1: obviously he was trying to eliminate all the competition. Um Buzz Meeks Buzz yes. Meeks and Dick Stenzlin were working for him at one at one point, but then they tried to steal they tried to hold back some of the heroin for themselves to sell themselves. But then when Dudley found out he had Buzz killed along with Stenzlin had them killed. So that's where that's where that started with them. Um and, uh, when Dudley had to kill his own, that's what caused things to kind of start to unravel the, 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 uh, it, when, when cops are killed, then that, then the investigation, the spotlight got kind of torn turned, it opened it up a little bit. So,
0: yeah. And then basically like the, yeah, yeah. Smith. Yeah. So, and also Smith and Patrick were using you know, Hudgens blackmail photos to like, to, you know, take over, not take over to like, um, to, like, manipulate things. Well, manipulate the,
1: manip- manipulate the political side of things. Yes,
0: yeah. the political side of it. And, like, you know, seep into political corruption. Because there's one scene where, like, one, like... It was probably a councilman or somebody. He changes a vote on something because... Has to, has to do with the him. highway
1: construction that Pierce Patchett is. Yeah,
0: because they have pictures yeah. of him with one of the process. I think it was actually with Lynn. Yeah. And I think it was actually that guy that... That the congressman like kicked out when Bud went there for yeah. the first time. Yeah, cut yeah. the, the local the 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 congressman and whatnot, and yeah. So so, that, so, that so he breaks they it down, and that. they're
1: over there trying to spin it, and Ed's already.
0: Not only that, but like, at one point, I think the DA is like 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 rubbing his head, and he's like, "Oh shit! This this whole thing's gonna this is gonna destroy everything. Yeah. The police, the the people are never gonna trust the police ever again. Yeah. It's gonna be the end of everything."
1: And, Dud- and, and uh, Ed's already like knowing that though he can't hear them, he knows what he knows that they're already talking about how they're going to spend it. So he says and he says out loud, he's like, hero. He's like, they're like, what? He's like, you want to turn him into a hero, but you're going to need more than one hero. So then once again, for his own gain, he he becomes basically they make Dudley out to be a hero uh, trying to stop corruption um, and he got killed in action. And that, of course, Ed was the lone survivor, um, and so he gets another medal. <laughs> he gets he another medal, and
0: doesn't he get also get like another
1: promotion well, I, I, think? I, I don't. Or no, it... I think it, I don't think. I mean, I would assume he's gonna get one, but I don't think at right. the moment it says that he got one. I think they still called him lieutenant. Um, and so then he's done with the ceremony, and Lynn Bracken shows up, and she's about to head out of town, and then. Surprising when we find out Bud White didn't die. Um
0: Yeah, I thought he yeah, died. we thought
1: I I thought initially when I saw this movie, I was like, There ain't no way he lived through that shit. Um
0: Yeah, he got shot like three yeah, times. He, like point blank, yeah, range. And
1: uh you know, he's alive. I mean he's a tough son of a bitch. Um They have a great they have a great moment
0: um together right there, yeah. I think. Like a great moment understanding
1: of each other. Understanding
0: yeah. camaraderie connection where Bud White, won. Bud White looks a little out of it. Perhaps he is, uh, well, drugged up on pain medication. Well, there's
1: that, and he's probably also, um, you know, he's going off with Lynn back to Arizona. Uh,
0: well, I mean, but also, like, he looks like he's dazed. Oh, yeah. And, he, and he's not really, he's got moving a tube. He's, he's got a didn't, tube. He didn't talk. He's or got anything. a
1: tube st- that's going to his mouth. I'm sure he's got some drugs yeah. going on there, but, um, I think he's also yeah. probably done with that life, um, also because I think that being a cop. Also, um, has sent him down a pathway that he's maybe ready to move on from. Um, Right, but um, I, you know, there's definitely a mutual understanding there and a mutual respect that they both gain for each other in that moment. And then, uh, you know, Bud and Len drive away, and that's the end of the story.
0: Yeah, she has a great line there. Like I think she said, "Is it like some men get the world and some men get a." trip to Arizona yeah, or something yeah, like yeah.
1: that. Yeah, yeah, you
0: know. um. um And that's the end of the movie. So it ends on an inter- interesting note um, because it's not quite a like victory happy ending because the LAPD is still... Uh, covering up stuff, and still brushing, you know, making their bad guys out to be heroes. I was going to so, say, they become heroes,
1: you know, like, in this particular situation, um...
0: The bad guys win. The, the bad win. guys win, but Canada. then they also
1: use I mean, they use dead, corruption to also keep the status quo once again. Um,
0: well, yeah, which doesn't really fix does, anything, no. so
1: you're just stuck in the same yeah. place. Like the same they're not willing to, to start from scratch, it, you know, they're
0: not willing to change.
1: Basically. Yeah, I mean, at least not not any. You know, the change has to be more gradual, is the, the way they look at it. Um, which, in a sense, I understand because, like, something that can completely tear down something, you know, it's it's like what we're going through now. Like, some people think we just need to get defund police, which I think is ridiculous. Um, we actually need to train our police better, um, and I think that that means more actually more money. Um, but um
0: well I think that a lot of them I mean this is a whole political yeah. political stuff we won't go down that rabbit hole but I think I think the funds that are being allocated to the police need to be put into better use in other areas
1: yes I mean, I mean oh, it you means I more mean? training it needs to be used for more training
0: well yeah but I mean like you know instead of I don't know spend, instead of spending I don't know 10 20 whatever million dollars on you know, State of the art tactical tanks or whatnot. Perhaps you could use that money for. I don't know that. I don't know that. Training, that's something, something like that,
1: that I'll. I'll, I'll uh, uh, I don't think that that's usually an issue. I think it's.
0: I'm just saying. I was using because that cops already
1: don't get paid enough anyway. So we know it's not going to the people. Um, I'm just wondering where all that money is going to. I mean, I mean, this is a whole. It's something we don't know political enough political gambit, about to really yeah. be educated enough to talk about. I just know that right. that. Um, you know, this movie really, I think, still has some con- has some really contemporary things to say about um, police and about how the perpetual nature of corruption, whether even with our heroes in the story, um, I don't think honestly, though we're supposed to look at these characters as as heroes, they're still not um, they're still morally questionable heroes. They're they're complex um, and. Well, they're great they're definitely great you know, and i think that that makes yeah. for a more interesting movie uh more you know it, it, it keeps the conversation going um and it's more real it's well, i think it it's also, more real to real life well, I, um
0: that's what makes it that's i think that's what the complexity of the characters and their their uh, you know their amoralities you know not you know uh, not being moral or, or immoral yeah. is what makes the film noir yeah. what makes it a new oh, noir yeah. is the complexity of those characters of course you know you know dealing with you know murder mysteries and police and you know corruption and then the narration and yeah. then, you know the setting and all that stuff is film noir but it's just like that add, that adds the extra layers to it there's um, no there's so no clean yeah.
1: people in this movie i mean it's a...
0: oh no not at all um you definitely not like you just said the ending itself isn't no. clean the ending itself is still relatively dirty yeah. um but uh just to put a bow on this like i said it was nominated for a bunch of academy awards only winning two um and it of course was nominated for best picture and i just want to see the best picture winner for that year, i believe was titanic and just 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 throwing it out there just to see Gross. what um <laughs> i just want to see um like best um hold on they really don't they really don't make this easy I just wanted to see what it was nominated up against. I can kind of guess it off the top of my head, but I want to be—I want to be accurate. <clears throat> I'm starting to lose my voice as I do at the end of every episode. So yes, it was Titanic, Goodwill Hunting, The Full Monty, As Good as It Gets, and L.A. Confidential. It, 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 pre- pretty, good pretty good that year. Pretty good year. Pretty good year. The Full Monty is an underrated movie. I, I, I
1: think. think As Good as It Gets um, is a great, you know, comedy. I think comedy it's romance as well.
0: You know how, how much I love Goodwill Hunting, but. Um, but yeah, Titanic was the big one. And you know, and Titanic is, is not a
1: bad universe. movie. It, it, I think it. I think Games it got its. With? It was definitely one of them, uh, you know, uh, big hits. So it had a lot of uh, a lot of uh, steam behind it with the public, um, but also it definitely had the zeitgeist of yeah. the time. I remember this
0: movie being gigantic. No, not- it, you know, came out when I was around. I was around 10 not, years, not, old and years. And and not I even remember.
1: just you know the movie itself but like it had a you know Celine Dion song that was really popular. Yep. Um also
0: yep. Le- Le- young, young Leo Kate okay, Winslet. You know it, but but it also yeah. had
1: a lot of uh, you know kind of uh, you know for the time um, and and still it still looks good, pretty decent today graphics that look you know.
0: Oh yeah, yes.
1: Yeah. Talk about a period piece. Yeah,
0: yeah early early 20th you know, century. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was an epic, dramatic romance, kind of a throwback to, to that style of movie making. You know, James Cameron, great, great director. So yeah, I'm not gonna really, I don't really attack Titanic like a lot of other people. I don't do, attack it, but I uh, just because I still see. It I just think L. A. Confidential
1: should have won that year. That's just me.
0: <clears throat> well, I, well, yeah, it had, it obviously had a better screenplay. <laughs> <laughs> it well, that, mean, doesn't um, <laughs>
1: that doesn't
0: matter. That doesn't matter. But um. Um yeah so that's a, t- just Titanic to go on the that Titanic was the sexier
1: pick. So that's
0: that's why oh, yeah. I won. Literally yeah, sexier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but but um all right well. Yeah so Stephen do you have a film for next well, time? Or did you pull a me no, 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 no. and I just got, I got, I've been it. going
1: back and forth but I think I'm going to go with it. I'm gonna, um what I decided to do is uh, kind of a big one. It's one we've talked about, we went back and forth about, we've kind of skirted around it but we've we hadn't done it yet. Um and that is Laura, a film noir okay. we both really like.
0: It is my favorite film noir of all time. Oh, okay. Time. Well, then I picked. I a was good actually one, just, I was actually just thinking what my favorite film noir is and what my favorite film noirs are. we, always, I always put Laura right up top. Um, I was thinking because we already did Out of the Past, yeah. we already did like Gilda. Um, I was, you know. A uh, movie I'm going to probably re-watch really just really soon is Leave Her to Heaven. Ah, that's is another good. good one. But we already talked about that. You know, we talked about that uh, before on, like, Top 5 or someplace yeah. else. And, yeah, there's there a, a lot of film noirs. But, yeah, Laura is amazing. We get to talk about um, Dan Andrews and Gene Tierney. We get to talk about one of my favorite, like, characters in the movies, that, that guy who's in it, um, Yeah, Clifton Webb, who plays Waldo Lidecker. Yeah. What a name. We got a young Vincent Price in that movie yeah. too. It's gonna be a good yeah. one. He has one of my favorite one of my favorite off color not off color, but just off the cuff lines is like he just goes, I like that hat. <laughs> and I always say that all the time I see a hat, and I'm just like, it just Nobody understands that where that's
1: coming from. <laughs> yeah, nobody understands where this is going. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> well yeah, you, but that sounds cool. good to me. Well, Laura's next week. Uh where can we find you, uh, Andrew? Um, you can find me uh on twitter uh,
0: at cabzilla six as well as my youtube channel um cabzilla
1: production and you can find me on facebook steven Billings. you can find me on instagram at cinema discovery project or on letterboxd at cinema discovery thank you uh you can find the also find the audio for this podcast on pied bean and apple podcasts thank you again for listening and hey keep on watching them movies i know i will